Greetings! Welcome to Act Natural, the D&D podcast where players from across the world explore two sister campaigns set in the same homebrew world. This week's episode features the wild cards. To get the latest updates, find us on Facebook with our name Act Natural, or follow us on Twitter at actnatural underscore dnd. You can also support us by going to patreon.com slash actnaturalshow. More information to come at the break. Now let's hit that intro music and start the show! Last time on the Wild Cards, the party was breaking into Baelnor's throne room within Mendwalis. They were beckoned forward, and Gothrak asked Baelnor why he had done all of this. Baelnor revealed that he needed to incite revenge from Gothrak in order to earn Hoar's favor, and after that it wasn't long before the party jumped into the fight with him. They quickly realized that there was some sort of anti-magic field around the throne, and moved to attack others besides Baelnor. The top general of the dwarves, Rayenthal Backbreaker, along with two other mages, the Dragonborn Clan Master, against his will, and a host of guards joined in the fight as well. As the fight progressed, all party members chipped in in various ways. Liberté hit from range and counterspelled, Jacques and Vesper tanked and healed, while Taz and his specter slowed the advancing troops. Alexander also flanked and slashed with his sword, helping out the party at various points. Gothrak, however, in a moment of clarity, kissed Bilnor on the head and forgave him refusing to attack any further. This seemed to enrage Balnor, though it affected him somehow. Thanks to some support from Kirax and Lunave as well, a clutch double-hold person from Alexander, the party slowly withered down the defenders, and Vesper eventually struck the killing blow on Balnor. After this moment, the remaining dwarves and dragonborn, sans Kirax and Lunave, seemed to be frozen in place. From the statue of Hoar oozed a monstrosity of pure agony and rage, which beset itself upon the party. They surrounded it, though it dealt heavy damage to them one by one. Gothrak valiantly drew its fire, and the beast quickly struck him dead. Once it was felled for good, Jacques attempted to revivify on him, but to no avail. As the party wept, an apparition of their dead friend appeared with his family and indicated a note left to all of them, which they read one by one. As they finished reading, the translucent specter left, leaving the party to whatever comes next. And that is where we are picking up. As a reminder, Vesper, you have the party inspiration for today. It is roughly mid-morning on the 95th of summer. As you all begin to breathe, the silence around you brings the, sens the sensation of a near migraine, the constant banging of hammers, the whir of the elevators, and just the general discussion and voices that you had been hearing throughout the city have ceased. You hear the beat of your own individual hearts around you, dun dun, dun dun, as your adrenaline from both the fight and the appearance of the apparition of Gothrak diminishes. 
You all glance around at each other, still in the throne room of Mendwalis, as Liberté informs the party of an apparent vision that he received. Uh, Josh, I'm, I don't know how everybody else feels. I think that um, we would probably be impatient to loot bodies and be in a hurry given what just happened. So is it possible for people to be looting bodies and checking out the throne while I'm talking? Yeah, that's fine. Okay. So, yeah, I, I'd want Alexander to check the one door and, and Jacques to check the other door to see if they see and or hear anything. The ones that the soldiers came out of, just to make sure that, okay. you know, we've got plenty of warning. Yeah, uh, I'll check the one on the right side. Okay, Jacques will, following Taz's advice, run towards the other. Uh, go ahead and make a perception check, Alexander. Uh, I guess it's only Lou who can't roll. Yeah. Just saying. Yeah, just him. Uh, what happens? What happens when you yeah. don't say it beforehand? <laughs> uh, Twenty-four for Jacques. Um, both of them hear and see nothing. The only sound is from the gentle flickering of the flames and the braziers above you. Other than that, it is complete and total silence. It is very eerie. Can I also check and see if the clan master is alive? Uh, you, you go to all of the dwarves and the clan master that have not been killed. They are alive. Their hearts are beating, but okay. their eyes don't see. There's no. There's no reaction from their eyes or any part of their body. Okay. I see. So they're all paralyzed, basically. Paralyzed condition, something like that. Frozen, whatever. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And and they seem to have been that way ever since the killing blow was struck on Balnor. So that means the whole city is this way down here well, I, I have no idea what could have done that what was that thing its body is slowly melting away it's turning into a pile of sludge on the nice um carpet I'm assuming it was a strange enough thing that that we don't our characters don't actually know what it was right uh I would say you could make uh arcana or history whoever would like to I'll get better world natural 20 natural 20 okay <laughs> um you know that um there are many different kinds of beasts and monstrosities that inhabit the various planes of existence. One of the particular planes that tends to spawn um, creatures of malevolence is the Shadowfell. And it often will turn beings or creatures that have been stranded or trapped there into those of just pure emotion and this is 
one of those. It seemed to have been some sort of creature that was twisted and mutated into a being of pure anger. It is not of this plane, and it is not natural in any way. Okay, so, yeah, from the readings that I've had in the library, this seems to be something that was trapped in another plane of existence. Probably the shadow fell, but I don't know for sure, but I don't know how it would have gotten here unless somebody summoned it and was... Well, I, th I think it's obvious that horror summoned it. What was... What was its purpose? I assume that the magic ability that had been granted to Belnor needed an outlet when he was defeated, and it coalesced into that thing. Oh. So, uh, is Cat back yet? I don't want to say any of my vision unless she's here. Not yet. I do not think so. Uh, well, in, in in the meantime, whoever wants to look for stuff, let's go ahead and do that while she's gone. Stuff. Let's yeah, go. I was gonna I was um, gonna start casting detect magic ritually, I guess. Okay. Um, if Taz is doing that, uh, Alexander, you can go ahead and make an investigation check. Uh, I'll give you advantage because everyone's kind of looking. So. Okay. I I specifically want to make sure whether the clan master has anything, but I don't think I need to roll separate. I was not that. the man for the job yeah. on this one. Um, twelve. Okay. Um, Liberté, you can specifically look on the Clan Master. Go ahead and make your own investigation. Okay. The mine's any good either, but... Six! Okay. Um, between between not, the two... <laughs> um, for the entire party, you spend, I'll say, the next five, five ten minutes gathering up what you can. Um, are you going through the living individuals as well, or just those that have been slain? Sorry, yeah, if um, if the 10 minutes is up, I'm going to check both the living and the dead to see, you know, what I can see. Staying away from the throne area, um, because I don't know what's up there yet. Um, so I, I just want to check people out and then as i detect I'll, I'll point things out to alexander and also have him disarm anybody that's you know still sort of unblinking or you know living okay um i will say that uh let me check here um taz you get um, three pings of magic immediately, oh, four pings of magic directly around you. Um, one comes from near the throne. It is um, a very strong sense of abjuration magic. You also get a ping from um, Baelnor's breastplate, a ring on his finger, as well as the sword that he had, which uh, has dropped beside him here. 
Um, in addition to that, you find a number, um, I'm sorry, you find um, the um, great axe that Rayenthal had, um, a number of daggers, just regular daggers, shields, splint armors, war hammers, shields, chainmail, long swords from the, from the various guards. There's just a number of them all strewn around because of the fighting and those that were slain. Um, going through the pockets of those that were killed, you find 142 gold pieces and 79 silver. How many silver? 79. Okay. So, Alexander, can you put the... Oh, I guess I'll uh, just leave him on the. God damn it! I forgot to move you guys to the map. Yeah, I was gonna say, but I didn't want to be that guy. No, please do. If I've I've done that to the other group before, and we've gotten like forty-five minutes into the game, and they haven't said anything, guys, just fucking say something. (laughs) Like, I'm not gonna be mad. (laughs) Did you say Ranthal's weapon was magic too? No, it is just a regular great axe. So Balnor's three things, and then the throne itself. Correct. Okay. Abjuration magic by the throne. Okay. Um, Go ahead and make an Arcana check, Taz. Oh, jeez. Oh, no. (laughs) From a natural 20 to a natural 1. Yeah, you there's there's something about it that's that's bugging your head, but you're, you're a little too preoccupied with the magic items that your spell is detecting right now. If I collect a bunch of the daggers, how many can I grab? Um, I'll say four. Four. Okay. Okay. And um, did we find anything on the clan master other than like his clothes? Uh, he had two short swords. That's all. Uh oh. You also found um, two regular um, wands that the mages had that were spellcasting uh-huh. focuses, but they're not beyond magical. But they're dead now, so... <sighs> oh yeah, it doesn't hurt to have an extra spellcasting focus, right? Can I take one? You yep. certainly can. I'll take the other. Okay. Um, oh, I thought I had one more question. Oh, yeah, what do we do about Gothrak stuff? Uh, oh, I, I I actually did not um, look, look at all Gothrak stuff. Let me, let me pull out his um, character sheet here. Um, Regardless of what we take, we're definitely taking his money. Oh, my gosh. Gothrak, Gothrak had 30 gold and 2 silver. Cheap bastard. Are you, t- you keeping track of all that, Taz? The money? I, yep, I got it. Uh, he uh, he had his pole arm, which was a plus one pole arm. Yep. Uh, he also had his long sword. Thirty five rations. <laughs> Jesus. Okay. I'll, I'll take the. Damn. He lived like lodge. I'll put the rations in the bag of holding, and I'll hold out. Mr. Cleavy to Jacques since he Jacques had an interest in pole arms and and Gothrak okay. would probably want him to have it. 
Okay, I will make a note of that, and we'll do that next time he's he's back. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, we'll we'll, we'll, we'll see if that's something he wants. Yeah, I'll take a blanket and put it over him. Wait, wait. Um... That's not all his stuff yet. So just let me let me run through it. Uh, he has one regular healing potion. Um, the his wife's and uh, children's bracelets, which which Vesper now has, yep. uh, and then he just had one javelin and one hand axe. That's everything that Gothrak had. Vesper should take those. To take the what? Javelin and hand axe. Oh yeah. Yeah, I know this is hard, Vesper. We don't. He would what... absolutely want you to have them. Yeah, but we don't know what's going on, so you know we we still. Well, have I know to... a lot of what's going on. How? Uh, Lyra showed me the truth. Uh, another god. This is a good one, though. There are good gods. Yeah. I'm sorry, I'm just having trouble getting back into the moment. So, I, I guess, yeah, why don't, why don't you tell us what's going on while we catch our breath and in the meantime, I'll sort of sit next to Balnor and identify what he's got while you're chatting. Do you want to know, do we have time for me to tell you the whole thing? Or just a summary? I think we got like 10 minutes, don't we? If you're going to be checking what he's got. Yeah, okay. All right. Um, well, I I hope that all of you trust me enough to know that what I'm about to say is the absolute truth. Baylor knew it as well, and the clan master, he knows the truth. That's why I tackled him. I wanted to make sure if he came back, he didn't get away. Uh, the, the truth will bring joy, but... It's going to take work. And Lunave, Kirax, I need you especially to believe me and to help bring the dwarves and the dragonborn together to create a, a new joyful set of sister cities uh, full of two different peoples who forgive each other without regretting how this came to be. Make a persuasion check. Okay. Thirteen. Okay, Lunave kind of crosses her arms and is interested in, in, by her facial expression. Kirax is is a little more standoffish. Okay, what do you mean? What what information could you possibly have? The exiled dragonborn of Jahira came to Durnbadur, the dwarven town above Mandwalis. They promised to leave, but they did not. And instead they conquered, driving the dwarves into the sea and across the desert. So the 
dwarves were telling the truth? The dwarves were telling the truth. The Pentarchy, the leadership of Otaka, did not approve of this action and sought control of the city. And so a powerful golden dragonborn mage, an, an, an ancestor of Clanmaster Rizalette, made a wish. And it came through. The Pentarchy granted Dragon Harbor semi-autonomy. And the Dragonborn themselves forgot about the dwarves. There was no history left. And the dwarves were only left with faint memories of why they were forced to leave their homes. It appears that the side effect of the spell was to remind the dwarves and the dragonborn over time of what had happened. And so the only dragonborn who knew what had happened was the clan master. But he didn't tell anyone. How old is the clan master? He wasn't alive when it happened. At least, I don't think he was. It happened long enough ago that he shouldn't have been born yet. Oof. Since this happened, there have been many clan masters. I think I saw at least five. Not to say that it's five generations, but five different clan masters over time, each of whom they all knew. They were separately informed. I assume, though I didn't see it, that the same thing or something similar happened with the dwarves. If you'll recall, one of the dwarves we interrogated said that they would try to forget what had happened, but something would come back and remind them over and over again. I think the same thing was happening with them, but since they live longer, there are many dwarves alive today who experienced what happened and could remember each reminder, though their memories were perpetually unclear as to what exactly happened, other than the fact that it was the Dragonborn fault. And that is why I say they need to forgive each other. There is no Dragonborn left alive who was part of what happened, and they didn't know that their ancestors had done it. The dwarves, they were led astray by Bailnor. The only way to bring peace to the city is to get them to forgive each other and to move forward with, without regret as to how this all came to be. Because it's, it's none of their faults. So the Council of Hughes had nothing to do with this? As far as I know... The only thing that the Council of Hughes had to do with this was whatever the un underlying reason for the exile was in the first place. Beyond that, no. Lunave speaks up. As far as I was taught growing up, the individuals who left left of their own accord of different, differing ideological beliefs. They chose to leave Shahira and start their own place of residence. But what you say is true. She kind of stares at you, Liberté. Gives you a long, hard, piercing look. Well, the Clan Master knows. 
we can get him to admit it. But even if we don't, I know where there is proof. And I am to get my hands on it. Is it in the city above? It is in the Clan Master's Palace. That should be our next destination. Okay. Proving proving to the dwarves that, that these dragonborn have no knowledge of what happened and that none of them could possibly be at fault because none of them were alive yet. And none of them even knew. They've never been given an opportunity to make good on, on the wrong they had done to the dwarves. And now, after all that has, that has happened, the, the only way that there can be joy is if the, the two peoples forgive each other and and come together to, to unite the cities as one. And to think, I left home trying to avoid the corruption and infighting of my home, and she kicks one of the helmets aside, Lunave does, only to be dragged into an even darker mess. I gave up everything to come here. But, Lunave, it's not over, and you being here could help the situation, a voice of reason, and and you could help bring about a lasting peace. Liberté, did they say, if I remember my readings, the Pentarchy is ruled by ruling families that rotate over time. Was there a particular family that Lyra told you, or she just told you that it was the Pentarchy? All I know is that it was the Pentarchy, and she didn't just show it to me. She didn't just tell me. She showed me. I I saw the events unfold. I, 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 I flashed between different times, different areas. I, I saw... I saw the city above when it was just a small town full of dwarves. An above-ground outpost for the city of Mendwalis. The Dragonborn really did build that city. Barely any of it was originally there when the dwarves were in control. Only the, the upper area, up, up where the... Well, where the, the church was. The, the temple. That, that's all that Durnbadur was. And they, Dragonborn built it up. They built the Clan Master's Palace. But they, the Dragonborn didn't come down here and they, they slaughter. Started they, their attack down here. they slaughtered. They slaughtered. They slaughtered, and they, they drove the survivors out. You said by wish spell. No, 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 no. No. The Dragonborn came here. They told the dwarves that they needed a meeting spot for all the people who were leaving Jahira. They promised that they would leave. But when their numbers got great enough, they didn't leave. They attacked Mendwalas, slaughtering dwarves and driving them out. They drove them above ground and then assaulted the town, pushed all the dwarves out of the city. But then the dragonborn got into a conflict or argument of some sort with the Pentarchy because they had just attacked one of the Watakan cities. But 
make all of that go away, the the Clan Master Rizalet's ancestor cast a wish spell to make everyone forget. To 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 cover it up. And and to get the Pentarchy to grant them semi-autonomy. It's why Dragonborn Dragon Harbor is kind of its own city within the middle of a country. And as part of the spell, he sacrificed himself. He he died in the casting. Or he disappeared anyway. And his Maybe his son or his nephew, that wasn't clear, but it was a member of his own clan that was made clan master in the process. It made sense to everybody at the time just as a as an effect of the spell. Wow. How could we have been so fooled? These are all things that, that have just happened. They happened. They can't be fixed. They, they can't be changed. What we can change is what we do going forward. The only path forward for joy is, is that they come together because it is none of their faults. These, none of the dragonborn here were alive and they didn't know except for him. And I kind of kicked the clan master's body and the dwarves. The dwarves, yes, they wanted to take their city back, but the way they went about it, that was all Baelnor. They had no idea that these dragonborn didn't know. When did Lyra show you all of this? Before or after the battle? With the, the monstrosity. I think it was the mo- Josh. It was the moment the angry died, right? No, it was the moment Balnor died. The moment Bail- Balnor died. Okay. Yep. Yeah, remember the the entire city began to shake, and then it right. stopped for for you, and that's when Lyra came. Yes, I, I saw it in 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 the instant. Balnor died. Did she show you the effect that it would have, and? Did did she show you if it had an effect above ground as well? She only showed me the past. So we have no idea how to awaken these people and get them released from whatever spell they're under. We just know that we can find the proof of what happened in the past, but not how to fix this. I, th- I think, I think that all of it is, is part of one thing. And there are two, maybe three pieces left to this that we haven't obtained yet. Berdala, Fenella, and the proof. Okay, so if we don't know what's going on above, if they're still active, I mean, we we need to heal, we need to rest, we need to make a plan. 
how to get to the Clan Master's palace. Know that if anybody above ground is still moving around, they felt the shaking. Ugh. Which means they could be sending people down here to see what is happening. Yep. Well, I'm just a little confused about why people are just frozen down here. Wouldn't they be frozen up there too? For all I know, every dwarf in the world is frozen. I mean, it's we not don't just know. the dwarves. Rizalette is frozen as well, and we don't Kyrax hear isn't. any. That is strange. And though we don't hear any noises going on here when there are a lot of dragonborn down here. My my guess is that anyone who was under horsepower in one way or another has been affected by the defeat of Belnor and that creature. The dragonborn who were enslaved and the dwarves who were serving Belnor. Which would explain why Kyrax and Lunave are fine. So should we move out of here and try and figure out if it's more widespread or if it was just a effect in this area. Like, we can assume that it's probably the whole lower area, but we probably need to get upstairs to figure out what's going on. Yeah, I, well, I... Uh, so, so out, of, out of character, I mean, I, like, I definitely want to go up, but I'm wondering if we want to try to fin find Fenella before we do. That was Belnor's wife. For, um, as this conversation's going, uh, Lunave, who has been kind of speaking in an undertone to Kirax, and he's been kind of, you know talking talking her back up a little bit she kind of says regardless with Belnor's defeat whatever's happening there's going to be a power vacuum here we need to either find someone to fill it or take control of it before all of this spirals out of control both for the dwarves and the dragonborn well yeah Berdala was named Empress I have no idea if that is higher than queen well it was two it was two it was two cities though was the point she she was empress of Dornbador and and vanilla is is queen of Mandwalas. right but who would rightly have the throne here probably important if we figure out uh, which one of them is crazier. And as far as the Dragonborn, the, the only, I mean, I don't know that Clan Master Rizalatis is fit to lead his people given that he he did not need to keep this a secret. He could have made it right. He had a chance. He knew before the dwarves attacked. He knew. And, and his predecessor knew. And his predecessor knew. But the only other leader that we've met is Shamarat. How would he have contacted the dwarves? For the record, Shamarat was an, uh, a political leader before the attack happened. He just ha turned out to be the leader of the resistance who survived. The smartest and, of and the remainder. 
cat the 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 dwarf the way the dwarves invaded the city they they came in a few at a time moving in as traders and and businessmen oh, before okay. they attacked so there, there were dwarves all over the city before the attack happened basically a repeat of what the dragonborn did oddly yeah, enough pretty much yeah okay Wow, we were so wrong. Well, we, we were right and wrong simultaneously. We we had most of it together. It was just that one piece that was just throwing the whole thing out. Yeah, the I mean I'm I am absolutely all in on the spirit of forgiveness, but that doesn't mean that Clan Master Rizalette should lead and in fact I heard him say that he hoped that this didn't come to pass while he was in charge he knew that someday the price would be paid he knew because he hoped that it wouldn't happen during his time so I think he needs to be forgiven because Lyra told me he needs to be forgiven, but that doesn't mean he should be a leader. Because he's not good at it. Apparently so. <laughs> oh, yeah. Do, do we need to decide this right now, who's going to lead? No, but I think we all need to know this going forward, so we don't just kill everyone on the way. And Vesper, if they wake up really suddenly then we need to be able to present a solution that's going to work for both or otherwise they're going to be at each other's throats. So yeah, we can't just go killing them for no reason now. Should we try to find Shamarat and Fenella before we go up? We saw Shamarat on the elevator. He was going up when, when we entered here. If everybody is frozen like this, then what are we going to do? We're going to carry multiple bodies up with us two bodies yes what about um hmm. i feel like we could do two bodies but we can't really do any more without garthrag we can't really a lot of our strength isn't really there. Um, I'm, I'm certainly not lifting someone, is what I'm trying to say. But we can take two, probably not much more than that. And there's a lot more than that down here, so I feel like we just need to maybe take the cl the the clan master because he's important to what happens here. But after that. It's, it doesn't really matter. Hmm. We also don't know what happens when they all get unfrozen. If they just go and start killing again, or if they all start, you know, seeing peace in a circle. That's, that's why I want to get the leadership together. When Ooh. everyone wakes up, they need to be told what happened, and they need to be told that the only path forward is that they work together and then they can pass that on to their people afterward. 
the clan master, Bradala, Fenella, Shamarat. Those are the leaders we know. So we have to find one of them, or all of them. Yeah, but how do we, how do we find Shamarat? We we don't know this place well enough. He was he was on the elevator on the way up when we got in. He stayed on the elevator after we got off. Yeah. So he could be anywhere. He only could have gotten so far though. We we got into a fight, like within ten minutes, and then everybody got frozen. He couldn't have gotten far. And you for think the record, that... Jacques, Jacques, for the record, Jacques does not have uh, locate creature prepared. Yeah. What, what time is? How long have we been up? We don't know what time it is. How long have we been up? Between recounting the story, the discussion, and all of this, it's probably almost midday, and it's been at least a half an hour, forty-five minutes since the fight ended. And do Jacques or Kirax have any spell slots left? Um, let me check. I, and I'm, I'm, I'm just thinking sending to Lander. Let's find out what's going on above ground. Yeah, that makes sense. Oh, that's a good thought. Uh, Jacques does not have sending prepared. Okay. Makes sense going into fight day. No, but he was supposed to because, remember, he was supposed to send down to the Dragonborn in the stable. Oh, yeah. Well, we it's, clearly believed in them. <laughs> it's 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 not it's not clicked as as yeah. prepared on his character sheet, so that's what I'm sure. gonna go with. That's fine. Oh, Jacques. Um, uh, has um several spells left. I don't think he has sending though. Oh, okay. No, he does not. Okay, but is it in his spell book where if we if we took a Nah, that wouldn't make sense. We have to long rest before you could change it out. Correct. Shit. You could rip a page out of his spell book. Jacques could use. <laughs> <laughs> Just ripping his book. He he, he kind of looks at you as 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 you quote unquote suggest that. I'm sorry, but I'm not going to be wasting uh, a precious spell out of the book. Kirax, do you have floating disc? It's a ritual. Uh, if he's got it in his book, he's got it. Yeah, I was going to say, I'm pretty sure that's a ritual. Tensors, if you're looking up tensors, T-E-N-S-E-R. Yeah, well, in, in, in Roll20, yeah, in, in, in Roll20, you, you just have to um, get any word in the title, so I just put in floating. Okay. Uh, yes, it is a ritual spell. I will roll a D100. Because obviously, I didn't build out his full spell book. All right. Yes, he does. Okay. So we're talking up to four bodies we need to take. Gothrak, the Clan Master, Fenella, and Shamarat, if we can even find Fenella and Shamarat. Well, the thing about uh, Gothrak's body is that he told me how he wants it transported. <laughs> oh, and how? Uh, well, apparently it's orcish custom to cut 
the head off and bring the head back to where he's from. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> do I know if that's true? Does anybody know if that's true? Is he just fucking with Vesper that hard? Is he? That would make so much sense. <laughs> make a religion check. Sure, Vesper, go ahead and make a religion check. Oh, I have to do it. Okay. Yeah. It, it's your thing, and you're trained in religion. That's why. Am I? Le Liberté thinks this is hilarious. So now one. <laughs> you know that various um, cultures differ in their in the disposing of their dead. So it makes sense. Some, you know, leave their leave bodies to the crows. Some bury them underground to be returned to the earth. Others are burned to ash. It's it. It must be just their thing. Like, I don't like it, but like, it's his thing, right? Oh, this is gonna make a mess of the bag. For 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 the ease of this. Uh, I'm going to make an, a DM executive decision that Jacques does have gentle repose prepared and casts gentle repose on the head. Oh, thank God. <sighs> so that that whole mess is taken care of. You could put it in the bag of holding. And, and for the ease of it, I will say that over however long this goes until you take it to its place, Vesper, Jacques does cast it enough times for it to work. So okay. you have it. You don't have to worry about it. It's done. Awesome. Thank you. Thanks, Josh. Thank you. <laughs> All right. We don't need a dancer on this. Are we looking for one or two other people or are we just going? I vote we at least look. I, I think we've already got to take the elevator one way, so it doesn't hurt to just go up a couple floors, take a quick look, and then jump down, basically. So, But we don't even know how to run the elevator. Well, we don't yeah. have to be invisible this time. We, we can it, figure it, it goes, out. It goes up one floor at a time and goes down one floor at a time. I mean, if there's more than two buttons, I'm going to be surprised. You saw on your way up that that there were about three levers that the that the driver of the um, the elevator was moving and switching when you went up. Okay, I mean, worst case, I still have the uh, a spell that I can I can cast fly to get up there. I'm not sure if any of the elevators are actually stopped on this floor. Uh, just very quickly while we were chatting. Um, I, I investigated and identified what was on Balnor. Um, so there's a plus one breastplate. Um, his sword is, is unique. Uh, it is a sword of whore. Um, but it, it is magical it's silvered and it's extremely lightweight like a rapier um cool. yeah so alexander can actually use it 
Um, I mean, morally, I don't care. I'll wield it. But if you guys are okay with me wielding a sword of a god that we're not exactly friends with, um, well, it was I don't have. It was crafted by Hor's followers. I don't know if it has any affiliation with Hor or any markings of it, but um, it, it probably would be beneficial to you. Well, I'll take it. We'll rename it the, the Sword of Charles, and we'll, we'll be fine. Oh, God, I, I miss Charles. Um, yeah, me too. <laughs> the the breastplate is a, a plus one or well so it's it's magical um so it's it's tougher than normal um i guess any one of us can wear that and then the ring is a ring that stores spells like kirox's ring um that sounds perfect for you Uh, well, yeah. I agree, it makes sense. Well, I have the pearl, too. Can anybody use that? To hold, have to, hold, to hold an extra I mean, pearl? I can. I never considered it to this point. I can use it. I, um, I could probably use it, too, but... Can we just stack on them? Like, it doesn't really yeah. matter. Yeah, Vesper, why don't you take the pearl then? I'll take the ring and then um for the breastplate, I mean all of us can use it, but I think Alexander, you're the most squishy, but I don't know if it's your aesthetic to wear a breastplate. Uh, what sort of armor is it? Like, just... It's a breastplate plus one. Considering. Game. Yeah. So it's it's medium? Mm. I mean, I could probably cover it up. It depends. If you guys want it, you take it. I, I live in a land of high AC when I want to be. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> So it's going to be four, 14 plus dex to a max of 2. The AC plus 1 because it's a plus 1. But you just do have to consider that I could get to 25 AC this way. And if we're going to keep pushing these numbers, we're going to break What kind of armor are you wearing? Uh, it is a half plate. So what is that? Base armor that is 14 or the 15? base is 15. Oh, so then 15. this is 15. So it's, it's the same thing, but breastplate doesn't give stealth disadvantage. Oh, that's true. Half plate, half plate which goes. means that Vesper would then have advantage on her stealth checks thanks to her uh cloak. Yeah, a, pl a, a plus one breastplate and a, and a regular half plate are basically the same except that that one feature. That's Big Vesper. Yeah, but <sighs> it's a little weird to be taking someone else's armor, someone I killed, and wearing it. Like that's <laughs> no. It's you're going to do the armor 
honor and put it to a good purpose rather than what he did. I'm also 100% sure Gothric would want you to have that as well. <laughs> yeah. Given how many times he taunted you about being a pile of pots and pans when you walk, I think he would. So why don't you try it out for now, and we'll put your armor in the bag of holding. Okay. <laughs> you sound so sure. I... it's... <clears throat> it's fine. <laughs> I don't even oh. know if it will fit. He's a dwarf, but okay. Vesper, as you take five minutes to actually put on this breastplate, uh, put it over your shoulders and buckle it up, it is very tight at first. It's, it's like a corset. It's squishing you in the chest. But but once you kind of, okay, it's all on. I really don't think this is going to... It magically form fits to your body. Ah, uh, fuck. Magic. Is well, the armor missing that sleeve, too? or It better be. No. It's it's magic armor. It's fine. <laughs> well, no, she likes she likes the missing sleeve. Yeah, it has to be open. Shoulder out. <laughs> um, if if you want, I, I will say it will disappear based on your own personal preferences. It's magic. It's one of, it's one of her things that the, uh, the what left sleeve only is that it? Yeah, left sleeve. Or uh, the left no. sleeve's gone, and then the left right one's gone. there. Right one's yeah. Gone. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, guys. So, what's the plan? We've got one vote for look, and no other votes. I, I, yeah, I think looking at it will be a quick one and done job as long as we can catch the elevators up and down. Uh, the small problem is if they just all got frozen in time, and if the elevators are manual. There might not be elevators anymore because they might just be stuck fully on up and down because they're frozen. So oh, they're those, just those might be moving. Yeah, well, or I they mean, hit the roof. If doors, if doors and things open, it's not like time has stopped here. It's just something that's affected living beings, not mechanics. No, but they have they had to hold the lever up or down. So oh. like, if they were holding it at the time. I guess I could fly down to one of them and then bring it back up here. I still yeah, have I still have the one spell left. Well, yeah. let's look. Let's look for Fenella first. We're in the palace. Let's look for her. All right. <laughs> I mean, it's more. It's going to be more important to have one dwarf and one dragonborn than it is two dragonborn. Yeah, that's fair. Kirax kind of pops up and says, I have enough spell slots to be able to get three people down if need be. Via the fly spell. Well, that's good. And I can only, I can only affect myself, so... Uh, Alright, let's... Uh... This is all yeah, so we need the elevator. 
Yeah, let's let's walk to the elevators. Okay. Um, okay. So, do we leave Gothrak here until then? I'm assuming he doesn't have a head. We're not bringing anybody, right? Uh, I think we're taking the clan master with us. Okay. So probably Jacques carry that one. Make life easy. Sure. Oh, I did want to um, speak to Kirax just on the way. Um, and I'm just going to walk up to him and say, just wondering, because I don't really do this whole magic thing very often. Is there by chance a way to bypass uh, what you would need to cast a spell, maybe of first level? Um, I need components for it, and I just I can't find them for the life of me. It it, it would depend depend on the components necessary. Um, usually, spells that have certain requirements um, are that way based on what has been uh, tried and tested based on um, history through various arcanists. Tampering with the components of a spell usually doesn't go well, but it can be done. Well, I'm guessing you're you're familiar with the fine familiar spell, at least relatively. I'm trying to pull that off, but I just I can't. I need my cat. I, I know of this spell, yes. Um... If if you are needing components, I I could certainly help you look for some. Uh, sure. I got a rat. That's about it. Well, once we uh, figure this out, I, I'm sure that everybody here will be uh, a lot more uh, amicable to okay. to this. Well, let's try to do it now, but that's okay. Sure, um, <laughs> that's fine. Well, we can we can look along the way. Um, <laughs> you guys push out uh, of the main throne room out into that hall with the various elevators. It's still deadly quiet all around you. No noise whatsoever. You walk up to where the four elevators are. Silence. Nothing is moving. That's not great. So is there is there a way to look up or down to see where they might be? Even with the range of your dark vision, all, all you see going up or down is the single metal cables that stretches up through the entire cylinder. And I'm sorry, so each cylinder only fits one elevator. Correct. There are four cylinders, each with their own elevator. And based on watching them for a day or so, you, you get the sense that they are counterweights. When one goes up, the other goes down. So when they're at the middle, they're both in the middle. Right. But the so there's two elevator shafts in front of us. Correct. Uh, it, it's, essentially, there's two two that are connected on the left, two that are connected on the right. Oh, okay. 
so they literally counterbalance and pass each other at some point but so there's no wall in between the two of them there there is a wall but oh. but based on what you've seen like they 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 are just complete counterbalances at the middle they are level when one's at the very top the others at the very bottom and right now you don't see any of them if you walk along that hallway that you initially transversed when you came up the first time okay uh, Liberté, you're better with puzzles than I am. Do you mind if I cast Fly on you to go get one of the elevators and figure it out? Okay. Sure. Okay. So then I begin casting fly and use the wand and say volant and you can feel yourself now very light on your feet okay um check i should go up right the one we were on uh yeah yeah that's what, that's you... what i do <laughs> yep so I'll, I'll pop out into the shaft that we were going up Josh and fly up and see what I see. Okay. You float out and start to coast upwards. You follow the path and eventually you continue up past the palace level and you eventually come to um, what you guess is the third level. You come to another opening. This opens out more into what looks to be residences and homes. They are very nice housing with um, fences around small gates and gardens. You still don't see an elevator, so you continue up even further. And as you start to come up to um, the next one, you see just faint speckles of light, and you think you're getting close. And as you get there, you come to the very bottom of the top floor, fourth floor, and you see speckles of light peeking out from the gaps, very small gaps, like a couple inch gaps between the elevator and the wall. Okay, so there's no way to get, so it's at the fourth floor and there's no way for me to fit in between to get above it? Correct. Okay. Um. How long did it take me to get from two to four? Oh, just a couple minutes. Well, it flies only ten minutes, right? Yes. A couple of minutes is a big deal. I can't check. I don't well, have time to check another shaft. Wait, your, your flight speed is 60, yeah? Yes. So you um, would go 120 around because you're not in yeah. combat. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 Ch ch checking my own math and trying to do it quickly in my head. I'll, I'll say you went all the way to the top in about a minute. Okay. Um, so haste doesn't say it increases my walking speed. It says it, it the target speed is doubled. I have one level three spell left. 
Yep, you, you could do um, that. That would, I'm, that would I'm gonna, double your speed. I'm gonna cast speed, uh, haste on myself, and I'm gonna go. F I'm gonna go flying back to where we just were, and then we. The way it was set up was that the elevators one was going up and the one next to it was going down, right? Correct. All right, so I'm gonna I'm gonna come back out into the floor where I just left, and I'm going to say. Um, it stopped at the top. There's no way for me to get around. I'm going to go back and check the one that was going down and then zoom down that one to the bottom floor. Yep, so a red blur, just a whoosh, comes down like a subway, grides to a halt, shouts this within two or three seconds, and just takes off again. She enjoys that too much. You quickly fly down, starting to slow down once you whoosh, first floor, whoosh, gateway, whoosh, Whoosh! And remembering how many floors there are, you you quickly see the last opening below and slow yourself as you land on one of the elevators. Um, looking out into this floor, uh, you see a number of what look to be um, large, dark buildings, most with uh, big stacks rising from each one. Okay, so this is either Pillars A or Pillars B? Uh, you're at the very bottom. Oh, so I'm at labor. Correct. Okay. All right. Um, so there's a platform, right? There the is. elevator thing. Yep. Is there people uh, on it? You look at the... Um, uh, bah, 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 bah. Oh, no, I lost my place. Ah, come back. Um, uh, da, 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 there we go. Um, yes. I, I, as you kind of land, Liberté, there are actually several dwarves on this platform themselves. One is actually sitting at a small panel with three levers. Uh -huh. None of them are moving. None of them react to your presence. Okay. Do any of them look like fighters at all? No. They look like regular citizens. In fact, you also see um, one dragonborn as well, but no, you right. do not recognize I do them. Not, okay. If they, I was just going to say, if they, if they look like fighting dwarves, I might drag them off the elevator first just in case they came back to life but okay uh i'll go over to the mechanism uh the guy sitting on the stool or whatever is he grabbing any of the levers at all no nope. is he wearing a hat that liberté right. can steal right does he have a conductor's uh, hat on he doesn't have a conductor's hat but he has kind of like a um uh, like a bowler hat okay i'm still wearing my tricorn hat this whole time so <laughs> i like my hat more just put the bowler hat on top of it <laughs> okay, um, so you got three levers. What are they? Up and down levers, side by side. Um, there is. Uh, they're in an L shape. One at the top, one uh, straight down, and then another straight to the right of that. Okay, and what position are the three levers in? Um, the very top one seems to go left to right, side to side. The one uh -huh. in between, where at the bottom of the L, seems to go diagonally from uh, southwest to northeast. And the one on the right goes north-south. <laughs> Jesus Christ, okay. Pull the lever, Liberté. So they're, they're basically all, they're like an arrow, kind of, the way they're pointing. Uh, what position are the three levers in? Um, it is currently center, center, center. All right, uh, the bottom right one that goes up and down, uh, I'm going to push that one up. Okay. Nothing immediately happens. Uh-huh. OK. 
Okay. I'll put that back in the middle. Uh, so the it's not on, I think, is the issue. So the diagonal one, I'm going to push that northeast. <laughs> Nothing. All right. Put that back in the middle. The top one, I'm going to push that one to the right. You push it to the right? Uh-huh. <laughs> Seems to be making some sort of sound. All right, bottom right one, push that up now. Okay. The sound is, has not stopped. It. But nothing happens. You, but you're not moving. Okay, uh, I'm going to do the bottom left one to the top right then. Well, leaving everything the way it was. Okay, so the, the one on the right is still up? Yeah, so I've, I've got right up, and I want to take the other one and push that to the top right. Okay. You push the, the one in between the two to the top right. You rock it off. Okay, I'm gonna, the, the lever that I had all the way up, I'm going to put that down so that it's at about a quarter speed. That's the speed <laughs> lever, apparently. You, you slow down. Uh-huh. Still going up. Okay. Um, so I was on floor C. The yep. palace is on floor two. Um, do, do I get a sense that the elevator next to me has started to move when I do that? Uh, it, it, you starting it made a very lo- rather loud sound. Uh-huh. So you're getting the sense that you have put into motion whatever this contraption is. And the, the, the rest of the party now hears whirring as well. I wasn't sure if the elevators next to each other, when one went up, the other one would go down at the same time. Um, based on your information from watching over the previous day, they, they seem to be connected. And, 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 and as far as you know, there was only one set of controls for each elevator. Okay. So what I'm thinking, though, is if I go up two floors and then stop, that perhaps the one that was on floor, floor four will go down to floor two and also stop. Uh, let me double check the black map out here. Because I've, I've got the... Uh, yes, that is correct. Okay. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to go from C labor to A pillar. And then the the bottom left one, I'm going to put that one back in the middle so that I, I stop on A pillars. And then I'm going to give it five minutes. Okay. All of you hear whirring and see the uh, the rest of the party hears whirring and then sees one of the metal um, uh, cords beginning to move. And a few moments later, one of the elevators comes down in front of you. But there is no lever type. Mm. Uh, well, this is unexpected, but I guess Liberté knows what he's doing. He got him moving. So I'm along for the ride on this one. I'll just jump in. Yep. Let's 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 okay. get in. Okay. You guys get on, and one minute goes by. Nothing happens. Whoa. Two minutes. Three minutes. I mean. Why is he waiting so long? Should we get out? Should 
We don't have yeah, a way let's, to let's, like. Let's stay here. Do you guys want to pull a card while we're here? Or... <laughs> <laughs> oh, please do. No, it's me. <laughs> yeah, all right. I already said it. Let's, let's do it. All right, go ahead, do it. I, I'll hold them out for you. Eleven. Okay. Um, you pull uh, a card, Alexander. Uh, I don't. I'm not sure if this is one. Uh, I think this is one that Vesper has pulled before. Um, you pull a card that depicts a soft sunrise. Please go ahead and roll a d10 for me. Uh, oh, this will be good. This is happening right now. <laughs> uh, that would be a four. Okay. You, uh, as you are kind of just bored, Alexander, you pull the card and nothing immediately seems to happen. You get a little frustrated. You pull out your rapier and you're just kind of twisting it in your, in your hand nonchalantly. Um, you act like you're trying to, you know, stab an invisible foe. Um, one time you, you go a little bit too far and <laughs> into the wall, but you notice that your rapier actually sinks a little bit into the stone. You pull it out. Whoa, that was pretty good. I didn't even try that hard. Uh, you can add an extra D4 weapon damage to your rapier for the rest of the day. Yeah. Alright. Is it just the rapier or any weapon? Any any weapon damage. Okay. So if he punches somebody. Okay. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm thinking. Yep. <laughs> Alright. Liberté, I assume you're going to start moving again? Yeah. Um, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to go up so that I move from A pillars to one city center and okay. stop when I get there and then point downward and cast message to Taz and say um, so did you guys get on the elevator or did you just take Shamaret off of it and just see if I get a response? Um, the, the rest of the party, eventually you do start moving and you all kind of lose your balance as it's unexpected, but you do descend two floors and it stops at the gateway and you see before you the wide stone boulevard, the numerous um, metal gates and as you are getting off, Taz, you hear this in your mind. Uh, Shamarat? He wasn't on the elevator. We're, we're down I'll in the courtyard. I'll, I'll cast message again and say, Okay, I, I stopped the elevator at your four to see if, if Shamarat was still on the elevator that you could just drag him off. So well, you can respond, I guess. We got off. We're at back on the level with the gates. Yep. So I'm at city center. So I will now go back down to gateway, um, which I think just means the diagonal one. I, I moved to the southwest for me to go back down now. Yep. And having control of it, you easily guide yourself back down, come out and join the rest of the party. Okay. So was anybody on your elevator? I'll like come out. No, no, there there were no figures on the, the party's elevator. But looking behind Liberté, you guys do see several dwarves and a dragonborn that are all frozen on his elevator. 
So if we did want to look for Shemaret, he's either got to be on the third or fourth floor. We could go look for him. We could look for Fenella, or... I got us to the gateway level. We can just leave, I guess. Yeah, well, let's go check on Brontor and Unthala first. Because, well, Jock forgot to... Aren't they far away, though? We'll, we'll get them on the way back. It's fine. I'm just saying, if, if we're going to prevent a combat starting up as soon as we clear the city of whatever magic has them frozen, I think we need leadership. I, I mean, I, if you guys want to leave, I, I, I'm cool with that, I guess. Well, we have Rizalette and uh, Berdala's above. You're assuming she'll be alive when this is done. What if we stay? Lunave suggests. We could potentially try to corral individuals and pass information on about what has happened if they come back. Well, the first reaction of the dwarves is going to be the attack the two of you. It might be. But if we want to potentially establish order down here, that might be a risk we have to take. Kirak says, I've already risked enough. If if it will help, I will stay and potentially... Yeah, that's not a bad idea. Why don't you go try to find your family, your friends, and... and Just get, pick them up and put them in one room. Yeah, get them all together. We saw one heading down with, like, mining gear, right? I don't I, I don't remember the specifics of what Gothrak saw, but he did see one of them heading down one of the staircases. But that was yesterday. Okay. Well, so what I'd like to... If they're going to... Are we cool with them staying? I, I don't mind. I think it's good. They, they can just pick up, pick up their dragonborn friends and put them all in a room. Then when we all come back, you know, deal with it later. Okay. So... I want to explain to them that I think Shamarat's either on floor three or four, that the the other dragon mage is probably down in labor, um, and that they should try to locate Fenella within the palace. And I'll describe to them how to work the elevator to get between those floors. Okay. You all bid farewell, and there's a little bit of a, a drop in your stomach, says... You leave them behind to move on. And they kind of just stand and look around up into the empty empty silence of Mendwalis at the moment and how big this place is and how many people must be stuck in whatever position they are in. Okay, so we head to the secret door or through the gates oh gothrak is the only one that knows how to get through the secret door the word you, you guys said you guys said it enough times if everyone's frozen the main gates don't matter that much yeah you 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 guys also said the the password enough times plus you were there taz once so you you you, you could have gotten it from him that's fine Okay. So if you want to take the secret entrance, you can do that, or you can go through the main gate. 
I was trying to say, how long do we think it'll take us to go from where we are to the top? Depends on how quick you get there. Yeah, a couple hours. Well, I'm just... Before we get into a fight, we're going to want a long rest, but it's too early in the day to do it. Yeah, we could take a short rest at the halfway point where okay. that room was. So let's do that. Let's get there. Um, rest, get our strength, and then I'll have my spells back at least, and then we'll go. Yeah. Okay. You all move out into the secret passageway. Make your way through the darkness of the caves. Back out around the main gate. Do we want to go through the winding tunnels that you came in here for? Or do we want to go out in front of the main gate and up the main path? Well, we know the way anyway. Is it going to be much, like, much difference? The main path is probably quicker, right? You would assume so. I don't like the way you said that, so... Um... <laughs> so because of that, we're not going to do you, you, you know that when you came down the tunnel, there was a lot of winding, a lot of whirving, like... You would assume that going through the narrow tunnels would take longer. And that's if you don't lose your way. So it's just logical. Yeah, main path. Okay. You all head out into the site of the main gate. And actually, I'll go ahead and move you guys to the map. Yay! So I can actually show you everything that I made, and you guys bypassed it. Oh. Right. It should have taken you guys there. Yeah, we're here. Well, I'm uh, in the middle. Yeah, you guys walk out from behind the stones to see a large fortification, a mammoth structure, and a small bridge across a dark chasm. You look all around you, you see numerous dwarven guards. Some are standing and watching. Some are kind of resting up against the stone. Some are, you know, leaned up against and casually conversing, mouth open. But all are frozen. Including the goats? Including the goats, of which there, no. was, one, of which there was one in the throne room. Oh, shit. Alexander, you should have, but... Okay. He would have had to kill the goat, and then... Oh, I already did that with one of the other ones. Like, the first goat we encountered. It's not fresh anymore. Just don't see why I can find all the other stuff, you know? Like, around here, it's just not very likely. So Okay, so if they're not moving, and they're deathly quiet, then we're going to walk past them. Yep. 
you walk past them and head up the main path which you had bypassed before. Moving quickly, farther and farther away from Mendwallis, and back towards Dragon Harbor and the surface. So, I guess right before the circular rampway going up, there was the little rest area? Uh, there was that, yeah. Yep. So, do we want to just stop there for an hour? Get a quick rest and then go up? It can't hurt. Yeah, I'd rather at least have something to help us if above is not frozen. How far have we gotten? No, it's it's probably taken you an hour or so. Yeah, but how far are we? Oh, you're um, from the from the ramp to the top. Not far, maybe five five ten minutes. Okay, so, so we're okay. So we haven't at, gotten to the part where the two dwarves we tied up are yet. You, you, you didn't go that way. You left them in in the side tunnels. Yep, we went out the main path, and we're at the room where the short rest was, where the first time we saw the battle goat and the okay, other dwarf. So if they're if, so if they're still in there tied up, they might still starve to death when this is all over. Okay. Fine. Yeah. <laughs> Natural selection. But not really, but what You can send somebody for them later, maybe, if they're still there. We don't know. Alright, so she we'll do normal. we'll do the short rest. We'll do the short rest in the room. I'm gonna roll some hit dice. Uh I need that. Yeah, I did. I got hit twice. I will take this opportunity to attune to my sword. So does Libertain know if it's possible for weapons to be cursed? Um I kind I kinda of think he wouldn't know that. Why would he know that? You you've read books though, um yeah. in, in in your upbringing. Make make an arcana or history your choice. Natural 20. 24 total. Ooh! Um, yes, you most definitely know that cursed weapons exist. Um, there are a number of them that have existed throughout the years. Um, most are tied to a specific deity or purpose or uh -huh. are um, for example, some have uh, some individual souls are cursed and their soul is in, uh, encased within a weapon. Huh. Okay. So yes, you you know they exist, Liberté. Okay, so Alexander, before you like bond yourself to that weapon, is there a way we can figure out whether or not like it's going to make you more evil than you already are? One, that's not very nice. Two, um, I don't have one, but there might be. Would that have come out in the identification of it? if an item is cursed or not? You don't know. It 
it, you did not get any information of that kind when you attuned to it. Or, I'm sorry, when you um, identified it. Right. I know I didn't get any information. I'm asking generically if the identify spell would normally find something like that. You, you have no idea. Oh. Okay. Well, I mean, it's Alexander here. I assume you're just going to try it anyway, so... Yep. That's me. I'm gonna keep my I'm gonna keep my eye on Alexander for changes in behavior. Okay. Jock, for your information, Alexander is attuning to Balnor's weapon, and I got a natural twenty on my. Can weapons be cursed? Check. So. Where we're at? Yeah, we'll figure it out. Oh, uh, Josh, did you put the stuff into the regular where everybody can see it? Oh, uh, nope, sorry. I only added it to yours. Uh, oh, no, that's fine. Uh, leave it there. there we go. Lou, I'm going to send you generally what I told everybody about my vision. Yeah? Is there anything different from last session, or...? Oh yeah. Um, okay. Well, I don't know. Did you did you listen to the last episode? Uh, no, I, I did it, but I, still, I, can't I haven't really edited it, lesson. so he can't. No, I didn't. Yeah. I didn't. I didn't tell anybody anything about my vision. The the, the earthquake. Oh no, I was just thinking about the earthquake. Am I? No, this was all about the past, about what happened with the dragonborn and the dwarves. Oh. I'll just. I'll, I'm gonna DM it to you. Cause I told everybody already. I think you mentioned it, but we never got to it, right? That right. was the, the big secret for this session. Oh, uh, okay. Right, and you've got you've got Gothrax, Polearm, and right now we're short resting, so I would recommend, <laughs> given your hit points, um, some hit dice. Oh, okay. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, uh, I, I did not use any of your spell slots, so your spells are as they are. Um, nice. Is there anything else anyone wants to do over the short rest besides rolling hit dice? Yeah, I was attuning to the ring. Uh, I'm going to roll 1d6 for song of rest as well, so everyone can heal. Uh, I think it's just four. Take four on the house. Uh, yep. Yeah, anybody who rolls hit dice can add four. Uh, I think Cat went BRB again. So, uh, she can do that when she gets back. Might as well go for it, Jacques. Yeah, um, I don't see my character. Gotta do my start too. Oh, hey, I don't need to have your character sheet open anymore. Yay! <laughs> Thirty-four. Oh, mess. <laughs> well, the. The funny thing is, is I don't think she has third level spells yet. Right. But she just has one. <laughs> one what? Second level spell? One third level spell. Oh no, it, well that's not how it works though. It replenishes an expend, expended spell slot. 
I don't think she can have a third level. I think it, it just gives her an extra second level. Yep. Mm. That's what I thought. I, oh, well, there you go. I, I I remembered it and remembered it incorrectly. So it says. There you go. Alrighty. So, so she gets an extra second level, yeah. but she can change that to a third level spell once she knows them. Yeah. What level is that for Paladin? Seventh? Uh, seven or nine. Might be nine because they're they're half casters. Yeah. Okay. Yikes. Hi, I'm back. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's okay. Uh, people are short resting. If you wanted to roll hit dice or anything else over your short rest. Absolutely. Um... Plus you get four. Just straight up healed because of song of rest. So take that for free. Uh, yes, Joe, I was correct. Ninth level because they're half casters. Okay. Uh yeah, and then obviously what Joe put in the chat. Um, towards the end of the short rest, you guys are finished bandaging up your wounds, just kind of generally chatting um, about what's going on. There is a a large flash of white light all around you. Uh-oh. Nothing immediately happens. Ah, shit, the Frozen is worn off. Uh, I am going to stand up with the now hilt of my sword and see if I can use it still, or if it's it's just a completely useless weapon. Uh, you all see Alexander stand and hold up Belnor's blade, where before it was a very pristine-looking silver longsword. It's now just a hilt. There's no blade anymore. Oh, Alexander, as you kind of think about it for a second, a, a large flash of pure white light appears <laughs> and a blade of pure force springs into existence where the metal blade once was. Ooh. Does it make lightsaber noises? If you want it to. Sick. <laughs> All right, I have no idea what just happened. All right, well, I need to hit something uh, right now. Anyone have something to hit at all? Anything will do. The chairs? Well, not a person. Um... Oh, sure. Okay, I'll go hit a chair. With my I, I have updated the item sheet. I might have to refresh. Uh, let me read. Nice. So it does force so damage. Lightsaber. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Plus one lightsaber. Not bad. So it's a long sword that acts as a ra so it but it does slashing damage, right? Or or does it do Uh oh, I I I, I must have not I must have not copied that. Give me one second, let me put that in here. Yes, it does deal force damage. <laughs> That's pretty cool. <laughs> he just needs to learn more charms so that he can do the Jedi mind trick and he'll be all set. 
I can use the force damage. Use the force damage. Here we go. <laughs> Update again. I mean, I don't think anything has resistance to force damage. Like one thing, right? You could have a, you you could have a magic item that that gives correct. You that. That's why Eldritch Blast is the best cantrip ever. It ignores resistance to force damage as well. Busted. Yeah. Uh, well, Helmed Horror Helmed Horror is immune to force damage. So. Huh. I'm gonna go hit a chair with it. <laughs> okay. You you bring up the blade over one of the uh, over one of the stone chairs, and kind of throwing it through the air. It carves through the stone like knife through butter. Sweet. The chair separates into two pieces. I'll, I'll turn back to everyone else. I'm like, well, before I wasn't as keen on keeping the weapon because it seemed like it was a little sort of cursed. But now you're gonna have to kill me to take it from me. So. So it's better than the flame sword that you wanted? I mean, the flame sword was pretty cool, but... It was pretty badass, yeah. Th this is this is pretty cool, too. Okay. So, yeah, we need to... We need to start moving. Okay. With the end of the short rest here, I'll say we can go ahead and take our break as it's getting up towards nine. Um, come back around nine or so and we'll continue on. Hey there, it's Josh, your friendly neighborhood GM. The fan-favorite part of our shows may be the sweet silence during breaks, but we do hope that you find the rest of the episode, at the very least, tolerable. If you're one of the poor, unfortunate souls who happen to enjoy our content, then why not consider backing us on our brand new Patreon! This shiny new platform helps us create more and better content for you, our fans. Each level comes with a variety of rewards that will ingratiate you like a warlock warbling before a patron's power. Head on over to patreon.com slash actnaturalshow for more details. Link in the description included. Now back to the show. Jumping back into the game, you all have completed your short rest. What would you all like to do? Was that was that flash? By the way, was that just the sword? That wasn't something else. Yeah, you, you have not noticed anything else besides the blade of Alexander's sword disappearing. I was I while we were resting, I was thinking about my vision, and I thought of something else that Lyra said that I should tell all of you. This, as best as I can remember it, this is a quote for what she said at at the end of my vision. She said, "If a golden swine rolls in the mud." Its glimmer is suppressed. That muck may cover a shimmer, but it will always, always shine through in the heaviest of storms. Okay. I mean, Golden Swine, is is that Clanmaster Rizalette? 
I don't know what this thing about the storm is. Is he a golden dragonborn? Yes, the only golden dragonborn we've seen in the city has been the clan master, right? Josh? Correct. And in my vision, the only dragonborn I saw were his clan. I will post the quote so that people can read it. There's, there's, there's something there, and I don't know what it is. And while we're at it, because uh, I haven't done this previously, everybody gets 134 gold each because I never distributed the 500 that I found before plus the gold that we just got now. You said uh, 135? 134. Ah. We were so close. I know. I don't know what we do. <laughs> it's if we if we wait to rest, we're going to have to wait like twelve hours. Did we ever figure out the source of that rumbling? We think it had to do with whatever caused everybody to be frozen. Probably a statue of the town square, maybe. The the theory was not necessarily that the statute was magical, but that when Balnor was defeated, Horus power needed an outlet. And so it went into the statue and created that monster. I'm not saying that the other statue isn't also a monster, but we don't have a reason to think that it is. And the um, person who fled throne room. Someone who went to go get reinforcements we don't know. We never looked. Yeah. <sighs> And the queen still hasn't... We didn't look for her. Subdued. Are you talking about Fenella or Berdala? Fenella was Balnor's wife. Berdala is the empress of the city above. Right. She's in the clan master's palace, we think. So which one were you talking about? The empress. Okay. Yeah, so... that's where we think she is, and that's where the evidence is, too. Alright, so let's go to the door to the pathway up the the hole the pit whatever with the walkway that surrounds it yep um i i was afraid of what might be listening when we were still in the palace but i trust all of you very much um the evidence is in the clan master's study um or you know his room whatever um in the desk drawer it is a scroll each each successive clan master a scroll would, would appear to them when they were alone and would tell them all that had happened would tell them the truth each one destroyed it except clan master Razalette, who placed it in a drawer rather than destroying it that is where the proof is. So was the scroll something from Lyra to judge their character? I think it might have just been the side effect of the wish spell. Hmm. Okay. 
So let's let's go to the next door, open it, and Jacques, if you can listen to see if you hear anything. Uh. And then if not, then we'll proceed up to close to the top and then I'm just gonna use my catch. It's gonna say my catchphrase. I'm supposed to be good at this. No. <laughs> Gotta say it. It's fun. No, we established earlier that you don't have to. Yeah, I I, I, I rolled really well for you without saying. So. Oh really? Um, that sounds fun though. <laughs> um, it's more effective for the party. <laughs> Thirteen. <laughs> As you guys exit the room and begin to make your way out, you don't hear anything, Jacques. Except right. the, the noise of your party moving along. Um, as you round one of the bends heading up towards um, that false uh, piece of stone that you had to move out of the way, um, you do see a couple of dark figures on the path ahead. Moving? Not moving. shapes up ahead. I don't know if they're frozen as well, or not. Should we even sneak at all? Yeah, we can sneak up on them just to be care careful. Yes. Okay. Everybody makes cell checks. At least we should we should try it at least. Five. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that is. That is amazing. <laughs> that is not you amazing. a three and a four. I'm so happy. Oh, I got a natural uh, 20. Natural six. 20 for me as well. Man, you guys were either really good or really bad. <laughs> Eight. <laughs> nice. Oh, okay. guys. guys. Um, <laughs> you guys all kind of gasp at these figures as they come into view. And you try to back out of the way, but you don't get fully out of, the, out of view. So you can still see them. You guys are like, ah, oh, screw it, and just start walking by noisily. They are three dwarves, one of which is on a goat, frozen in place. This Jacques, Jacques, um, Vesper took Belnor's armor. It was a plus one breastplate, so her AC is no, the same. She but took. She did. Oh, yeah. Yep. She did tell that's him. Right. No, that's correct. What? I, I sorry, I I had something else in my head. Yep, she took the breastplate. Mm -hmm. So instead of because she had she would she had advantage and disadvantage canceling out before, but so now she just has advantage. All right, then. that's why she has advantage. I was and it means that. nothing. <laughs> it means nothing because she rolled the worst still out of everyone. <laughs> right. Anyway, you all move past the three frozen dwarves and one frozen goat. Push open the door. <sighs> so you are now deep within that cylindrical um, funneling stone tunnel. So how about uh, Alexander and I go in the front and we be prepared to disguise ourselves as dwarves if it becomes necessary? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that sounds smart. And I don't mean far in front, like 20 feet. Yeah. Yeah, it works okay. for me. 
Is there a map uh, that we're supposed to be on, or are we just winging it? Mm -hmm. Yeah, we're we're just winging it for now. Uh, I was just once it gets, yeah, once once it gets to it, I'll I'll give you guys to a map. Easy. You guys begin to move up. Is there anything we're doing on the way up, or are we just walking? I think we're just walking. Okay. Slowly and slowly, you guys begin to ascend your way to the top. It takes about. 20 minutes or so to get fully up to the top at a decent pace. The bright sunshine shining down as you start to eventually get high enough and you have to shield your eyes after being below ground for several days. Vesper, you particularly feel rejuvenated being in the warmth of the sun. Oh, thank God. Eventually. Which one? Carrying, uh, with Jacques still carrying the clan master's stiff as a stone body you emerge from the top of the pet uh of the hole you emerge into the center of a large fortified dwarven formation you see numerous guards including what look to be a couple of mages all around you Okay, so they're not there. I was gonna say <laughs> no. I, I thought I, I thought I had I, I had moved them to the GM layer, but when I moved the dwarves to uh, the to okay. the token layer, it brought them with. It brought them with it. <laughs> Would have been scary if it showed like Deadlander. Like, oh Ooh. no! <laughs> so, so only Alexander and Liberté are close to the top right now. Although I guess if we're twenty feet behind and this is circular. We would yeah, see we'd see that. We'd see that uh, coming up. Should I? Oh, are they frozen? Or are we dead? <laughs> they do not seem to react to your presence. Should I send a, a sending spell to Lander? You do not have it prepared. I don't. We tried that. Oh shit. Yep. You yeah, didn't have it on your. Fight. Yeah, I was getting yep. ready for the fight, so I didn't take it. You didn't have your character sheet. Yep. Okay, let's um, loot the wizards. <laughs> yeah, this is. Are they that. still here? They're or right there. Well, uh, or or is this a new battalion that had moved in after us? You, you get the idea that they probably refortified this area after the fighting that you guys did. Yeah, let's let's just head towards the center of town. Well, if they if the if the wizards have spell books though, and they have spells in their book that I know, it's on the sorcerer's spell list. I could cast those, right? Oh, yeah, as scrolls. I want to look through their pockets. For for that rule, only the wizards can tear a page out of their book and read it as a scroll. Okay. For you, you would need the actual scroll. Okay. The the theory behind that is that the wizard knows their own personal magic, you know, notes and things. That's why they can use it as a scroll. It's not, it's not written in Universal Wizard. Correct. <laughs> that makes a lot of sense. 
Universal Wizard should be a language, but unfortunately it's not. Yeah, why do the Druids get a language and the Thieves get a language, <laughs> but the Wizards... Good luck! <laughs> Alright, then I guess we don't need to loot them. It's up to you guys. Um, I want to cast message in each... It works like, what was it, 90 degrees or something like that. I want to cast message in each direction... Uh, and just say, Lander, 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 <laughs> to see if I can get a response. Okay. You you try it, you you, you do not get a response. I thought, he might, I thought he might be hanging out by the exit. Yeah, no worries. As you all begin to move through this fortified section, the dwarves, much like their counterparts below ground, do not respond. They do not react. And in fact kind of listening out for just a moment. All you hear is the gentle crashing of waves, cawing seagulls, the wind whipping through. You do not hear anything else. It is silent. Let's let's just go. What I was saying. Are we in like high uh what's the word? Uh, we're elevated, right? In the area where where we at? Yep. Like down can I look down towards the City, yeah, I'll, I'll move you to the map. I just wanted to show you that as like an example of what you saw when you the the ski lift got destroyed. I just want to take a look at the city and see if anything is like moving or exploded or. Uh, Go ahead and make a perception check. The, the sky, the ski lift thing. What was ah, that called? The sky path. sky path. Yeah, it's on the map. It really was a ski. Oh, lift. I didn't say it. Fuck. That's why you rolled better. Oh, 17. <laughs> <laughs> um, kind of moving over to to the far uh, eastern side of the hilltop, you look down over the city, all of you do, kind of just congregating in that general area. No movement, no sound. Can we see if the statue is there from here? Um, make a perception check. Do I have to make another one? Uh, both of you kind of looking out, uh, you notice that at this distance, you cannot see the statue okay. anymore. Well, we should go there first. Wait, we can't, we, anyway. we, you mean we can't tell is what you're saying, right? Um, you you would be able to see it from here. It would be small, but you'd be able to see it. It was big enough. So it's you, gone? It appears to be. Oh, shit. <laughs> um, if it's anything like the one down below, I think there'll be a monster on a loose. I mean, I got two spells left. We don't have Kyrax or Lunave or Gothrak anymore. Well, there is an empty magical store we know. It's warded. He warded it before he left. Ah, oh, darn. Yeah, yeah. Where's the sun? Where are we at? At this point, um, we're about mid to late afternoon. <laughs> Three or four. Let's so come. the sky path is no longer walkable. So we have to go the long way to the center of town. Let's let's head towards the hideout. Okay. See if Lander. Oh, we there. could we could pop into the sewer here too. Yeah. Oh, 
Oh yeah. Okay, let's do that. Let's One go into your. The problem is, I think the sewer also goes oh. all the way around. Yeah, it does. Oh, for your reference, everybody, this this hilled area on the left here. This is what I was talking about. That's the original town. On the, the left side of the map, the hilled area. Oh. Okay. All right. Um, so let's stay above ground because it's faster until we get to. Well, if if everybody above is frozen too, those that are in the sewer would be frozen as well. So you're saying if everybody's frozen, we should just let it go. Uh, yeah. Don't hold it back anymore. How 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 long have you been holding that one in? Uh I don't know. I've had it in my head for a while, honestly. I don't it's know how long. Like, like yeah. You, you you all would know that going above ground would be significantly faster to get to the center of town or the palace. Yep. Let's stay yeah, above let's, ground. Let's yeah, let's just do that and then get closer to the hideout. So, this is where I'm pinging is where the sewer is to the hideout. Well, the where was the hideout, though? The hideout was over here, right? Uh, you, you, you all thought that the hideout was up, was up here somewhere. Oh, shit. Okay. Oh. Yeah, so Taz is right. Let's head for this for now and see what we see. Okay. You all rush through the city streets. Making your way back towards the center of town. I want to keep an eye out for any like movement, because like if a monster came out of the statue, I want to be ready for it. Okay, That's true. You can keep you certainly can keep an eye out. Right. You all move through the streets, down off of the hilltop, into the city proper. <laughs> <laughs> you passed multiple lines of dwarven guards. All frozen, none moving. You eventually get into the center of town. So you guys are like, you guys are up here now. Huh. All right. Where are we going? How long did that take, Josh? I'm sorry? How long did that take? Mm, 15 minutes. So we could get to the palace in a half hour if we just went. Probably. <sighs> I think we go... I think we go... Check out the square and then go to the palace. I mean, if we go to the square and there's another one of those monsters there, we might all die. Do we need to know? It would have already been there for a while. Yeah, why would it have stayed there? Then why do we need to check? I agree. Okay. Alright, let's go for the palace. I, Yeah, I mean, I don't know what we should do. I mean, part of the problem is that if we get into a fight without resting, we're going to have a very hard time. But if we wait people could start waking up. We don't know how long this is going to last. 
Do you think they're frozen in, at the palace as well? Likely. Alright. If they're not, then they were also no, not fully rested either. Yeah. Yeah. This this is the easy this is going to be the easiest chance we have to get in and end this. So maybe right. we just go. Let's go for that. And uh if they are moving, should we uh go and rest then? Yeah, I think I think if we come upon soldiers we back off. If the soldiers are yeah, awake and alert. Right. Um, Sweet. Let's do that then. Okay. Any objections? Vesper? No. No, I think we should just go. Yeah. Let's finish this. Alexander is now wearing brown robes with like hooded robes. <laughs> nothing, nothing to see here. Get out of <laughs> These are the things things you're looking for. <laughs> You all begin... So we're not going to the square, correct? No. No. Okay. You all begin to rush through the city towards the palace. I would like everybody to make a perception check. Um, oh, God. I'm bad at those. Do I want 14? to say it? No. You don't. Okay. <laughs> We've been Emperor over several times while you don't. I got, I, got, I got a natural one. I am lost in thought. Natural one. Eight. Oh, wait. I got a 12. Never mind. What I, I have 10. Let's go. We got 10, Nine, 11, 12, and 14. Come on. <laughs> you should have been 13. Man. Man, guys, that was not that high. But if you add them together, it's like a 50. <laughs> you, you are lucky that you did not uh, have a very high DC. Uh, Taz, you are the first one to hear it as you all are heading towards the palace. You hear, um, as you approach the desert gate, you hear a and as you all exit from this patch of buildings right here into the main opening where between the palace and the desert gate, you see dark clothed individual hopping back hopping onto the very front of a large pristine carriage the dwarf sees you looks frightened cracks the reins and the horses begin to gallop out of the city how far is how far away is the person josh you are you all are between 150 and 200 and 150 and 120 feet away um, hunger of Hadar. What are you doing? Hunger of Hadar on <laughs> the carriage, or uh, just just in front of the carriage, so that it has to head into that, and then I start running towards it. All right. I mean, if I see him casting, I'm going to try to firebolt a wheel. Okay. Because you're trying to hit a specific target that's moving, I'm going to say make this attack at disadvantage. Yeah, I mean, I don't know who it is, so I don't want to kill anybody. I, I haven't moved, but, but I need clarification on what it's going to do. I got a 14? I'm going to say a 14 is going to miss, unfortunately. Uh, it just I will, into the actually, dirt. I will use my reaction. Uh, 
I love how I use uh, use my reaction to Child of Divinity. Uh, uh, fuck, what was it called? What was it called? Sorry, give me a moment. Guidance Guide Strike or something? Yeah, yeah, like Guidance. Yeah. War God's Blessing, plus 10. Okay. Do you, I, I don't remember. Do you get this back on a short rest or a long rest? Uh, I get them back on a short uh, Child of Divinity, I get them back a short rest. Alrighty. Wait, um, is, is so that on we, attacks or just melee attacks? I don't remember. Uh, attack rolls. Okay. Yep, attack rolls. So it's so, 18 but, fire um, damage on a tire. <laughs> yep. Uh, so, Liberté, uh, as you thrust your hand forward, you see Jacques grab his holy symbol, and your hand just seems to move of its own volition down, or I'm sorry, up a little bit into the left, and you fire off, and the fireball heads straight for the wheel as <laughs> Hunger of Hadar appears. The carriage is heading towards it. <laughs> the wheel <laughs> explodes in a burst of fire. The carriage starts wobbling and careening. It's a, it's now on three wheels, <laughs> scraping a little bit as it heads into the Hadar. Are you guys giving chase? What are we doing? Yeah, yep. I'm yeah, chasing. I already it. said I'm running. Good chase. <laughs> okay. Full spread. Well, I need to know what happens if I use hideous laughter on a horse. It falls on the ground and it becomes unable to move. Right. So does it like flip Is... the cart? What happens? I need to. <laughs> Is there a stipulation on being able to understand you? I think we've been through that they don't. Let, let me read the spell. Uh, it, if they have less less than intelligence score of four, then they then they can't otherwise. I could be completely wrong, but if this is how I go down trying to make a horse fall over and laugh. How I go down? How is this going to kill you? Look, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Anything could happen. The mental toll it takes. If I'm telling a joke to a horse, a draft horse has an intelligence of two. Yeah, it it, it won't have an effect. No, I, I, and and I would say that you know that. Uh, let me let me get you guys to a map. I'm I'm using my boots, by the way. That's. Uh... Oh God. Yeah, the okay. gate is blocked. Well, sort of. Maybe they're just really smart horses. Maybe it'll work this time. Well, this horse is going to freak out when the carriage suddenly shudders and then he's surrounded by slurping tentacles. Yeah, I mean... I don't know. My, my dog might just die if that happened to her. Yeah, the, the horses have enough speed to get through it uh, as they were dashing, but they did all take damage. So basically, she's on three wheels. She's now gotten through it. Would I know she's gotten through it? Um, at the moment, no. You guys don't see the, the carriage because the Hadar is in the way. You, you would know that horses have the speed to get through it in one turn. Right. Okay. So... When it gets to yeah, actually gets initiative, but let me let me double check on the horse speed here because I think it's I thought it was 40. sixty. Am I wrong? Uh, I thought it was sixty-two. Right, they're slowed. Oh, it's forty. Draft horse 60. is forty. Sixty-two seems like an odd number. Riding horse is sixty. Yeah, these 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 are riding horses. Yeah, so sixty doubled is one twenty, 
halved back to 60. Yeah, they, they would just get out of it. Okay. So... Um, but, uh, much I moved you guys to, I, I, I moved you guys to the map. Uh, please go ahead and roll damage, Taz. Oh, sorry. Uh, ugh, only five damage. Okay. Because they didn't, uh, they didn't end their turn yeah. in the dark. Yep, so you guys go sprinting up to the gate. As the gate starts to pull away, I'm now going to ask everybody to go ahead and roll initiative. All right. <sighs> oh, shoot. Can I, can I click up my token? Damn it. You know what? I'm going to say that the back half of the carriage is still in the Hadar. I'm going to move it back a little bit because of the loss of the wheel. Nice. So I'm going to say the horses were able to get out, but everyone else does not. So uh, what was the additional damage? Six. S Eleven total. Okay. I will mark that off. Give me one second. Well, they get to... Well, I guess they... Mm, it's supposed to be a dexterity check, but they're... They're in a vehicle. That it's not like they can die. Yeah, I'm... I'm, I'm just going to say they're going to take it. Jumping into combat, Liberté, you are up first. And I'm like just a little bit further back than I want to be here, unfortunately. But it doesn't matter because I can't see any of them because of the hunger of Hadar. Correct. Okay. All right. Um, so let's say I, I can make a disadvantage attack on them, right? Because I I know they would have just kept running straight. Uh, I would say yes. You could try. Are they going to get any cover from the carriage if I attack the horses? Uh, the horses would have total cover from where you are total right time. now. So I would have to attack the other back wheel. Correct. My only. Yeah, and 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 I would, I I would give you disadvantage and a penalty because you're shooting into complete darkness. Like like it, it would basically need to be two crits to hit. Okay, let me just check and see if there's anything else I can do. What was their what was you, their you, movement again? Per round. 60. Uh, the hor sixty. Okay. Well, 60 movement dash 120. Oh. Um, you you still have a portion of your boots available, Liberté, as well. Don't forget that. Yeah, I know. It's nowhere near enough. Um, I mean, because I mean, even if I... 60 dash is 120 feet. So I'm just... And then I can't attack. So I just... I'm just chasing horses. I mean, but you... You keep them within range, though. Okay. Um, I guess I'll do that. I'll I'll move. I can move 120 and be right at the edge of Hunger Hadar. Um, I mean, you also could move like down here, so you could see through the Hadar. But then I can't shoot. 
Correct, I'm, but I'm saying you, you'd be able to get visual on them not being behind the Hadar. Yeah, I, I just don't know that that helps. My range is 120, which means when it their looks... turn comes, they move That's out fine. of my range. So no matter what, I'm going to have to move and shoot on some turn. Well, um, also remember that the carriage is down a wheel, and I'm giving it a slight reduction to movement because it's down it's, a wheel. It's, it's also in the... The okay. I, well, I've I've made the decision. Terrain. If I have to run through the Hadar, I will. Okay. Fair enough. Difficult terrain, really. Not to worry. It's not going to be there for long. Do I? None of the dwarves move as I run by them, right? Uh, no. You run past Liberté and see a line of dwarves just standing still. Okay. Um. Do I have a bonus action I want to do? I do not. Okay, that's my turn. Um, remind me, Hadar is when they was when they start their turn, correct? Yes. Okay, so go ahead and roll again, please. Uh, or, or no, okay. wait, that would be. Wait, wait, so they, they wouldn't have taken damage until just now. Uh, right? They take the first because five. They take the first five, and then they take... Yeah, if, if they start inside of it, they take damage, but if they end a turn inside of it... Right. Then... So, so the horses don't actually take damage because they're not starting their turn inside of it, but the individuals inside the carriage and the driver do. Okay. Noted. Okay, the driver is going to spur the horses, but it is slowed. So that, yeah, they are basically just going to be able to get to the end of the map. That is all, based on the Hadar and the wheel reduction. Okay, so none of... Okay. okay. Uh, Vesper. Here we go, and I'm going to do a full-on Captain America sprint and just go the full 60 yards. Feet, I mean, sorry. Yeah, no worries. Wait, wait, don't you have a magic horse? Not with me. She, she has I never summoned one uh, yet. Not yet. And it takes 10 minutes, so... Oh, okay. One day. <laughs> One day. Not today. One day. One day more. <laughs> that is I don't, extra. I was not saying if you do that. <laughs> Jacques. <laughs> Question. Um, do I see a ladder or anything like that in uh, these... Uh, the climb-up of these... Uh, what they, what not... Not immediately, no. Oh, darn. The... So there's no... How high up are, how are these ramparts? Uh, they are about 30 to 40 feet. Can I make... If I, if I was to look for a ladder, would I use my action? It depends on how thoroughly you're searching. Thoroughly. 
Yeah, if you thoroughly search for a ladder, yes, that would take your action. All right. Use my perception check. 20. Looking immediately around you, you do not see any ladders. Ah, oh, shoot. And then I guess I will just close it. You unceremoniously poof, drop the clan master to the ground. Yep. You have two shits about him. Uh, that's as far as I can go. No bonus okay. action or anything. Feels bad. That's me. Oh, the, the car carriage would have moved now, but that's fine. Uh, Alexander. Um. Oh, I can move. Uh, I think I'm just gonna... What's my movement on this character? Okay. I think I'll just move to here. Um, move 60 feet up. And try and clear the distance as best I can, but I don't really have anything right now. Nor can we really see them, so... Okay, bonus action? No. Okay. Taz. Not even igniting the lightsaber and hearing the whoosh. No, I don't have anything to hit with it. I'll have to find something to hit with it otherwise. Ah, okay. All right, so... That could I'm... be you. Oh, hmm. I'm going to move... 20, 25, 30... Oh, to go this way. And I'm going to drop Hadar... And I am going to cast Eldritch Blast from here to hit the wagon. Okay. Are you targeting a specific part of the wagon or just the wagon itself? Um, hmm. I guess I'll try to hit the other wheel so it's liberté hit the one on the left yep he hit, he hit the back left wheel yep i'll try to hit the back right with both blasts okay make your strikes with disadvantage 17 okay and the other one 24. <laughs> In spite of the moving target, because it was slowed so much by Hadar, you see, uh, well, you can't see, but you can hear the individual, the driver, trying to spur the horses as best he can. But it is slowed down just enough for you to get a good aim. <laughs> you fire off both bolts. <laughs> and they destroy the other back wheel. The carriage is now effectively immobilized. Nicely done. You hear as the back half slams down into the ground and begins to drag along the dirt. Okay, so I yell out to whoever is in the carriage stay where you are and then that's it. Okay, that brings us to Liberté. 
Okay, uh, are these rocks really here? Mm. I thought they were treetops. They can be. Oh. They can be if you want them to be. Doesn't really matter to me either way. Okay. Um, because I think what I want to do... If they've got total cover for me, it means the driver wouldn't be able to see me either. And I want to go over using all I think I would let's see 35 50 feet of movement and then I want to use my action to hide okay make a stealth check let's see eh, 12 okay you think you are well hidden Okay. Liberté, at the end of the turn, you see the door on the carriage burst open. And stepping out down, wobbly now stairs on the side of the carriage, you see an elegantly dressed dwarven female. She turns back towards the rest of the party. Not supposed to be so difficult. You see her draw a wand and throw it forward towards the rest of your party. Do you have any third levels left, Liberté, to nope. counterspell? Nope. Okay. Fireball! Legit. <laughs> Fireball! Yep. I need. Vesper, Taz, and Jacques to make dexterity saving throws. I, Actually, I, did I just get out of it? Um, Come on. Actually, no. It, it's going to be Alexander, Vesper, and Taz. Because uh, you're closer. No, Jacques I, I, is also I, high up. No, he's not. He's he's on the ground. He's like in the middle of the portcullis. Sixteen. What's the range on Fireball? Your... Yep. 20. Okay. 18? A... Okay. Uh, Alexander and Taz, you succeed. Vesper, you do not. Oh, okay. <laughs> I guess I die then. Uh, that is with your... Your bonus, correct? Uh, my paladin bonus? Yes. I believe it is. Yes. Okay, just wanted to double check. Okay. Let's see how much damage this is here. Um, luckily, Vesper, you are resistant to fire damage. So you all take half damage as a fireball does <laughs> detonate around all of you. All of you take uh, 13 points of fire damage. It's like not even a slap. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> I love that reaction. Oh, uh, <laughs> uh, that was that, that was that was that was pretty good. <laughs> cool. 
Do you want us to all die? I mean, it's not a slap for I'm me. In a little. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> okay. Uh, that brings us to your turn, Vesper. Oh, great. Uh, well, what I was going to do is kind of shot down. Um, I'm going to go my 30 feet. I always lose track of where 30 feet is. If, if you're dragging your token on the board and right click, it will show you how far you are. So just hold on, my thing's glitching out right now. No, no, not I have to set the page. Hold on, <laughs> stupid internet, stupid, way better internet than any internet I get in my country. Damn, <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it's internet. I think roll 20 is just being dumb. Yeah, I had to. Re, I had to relaunch my character sheet already. Yeah, it, it's been glitching for me too, so don't worry about it. Well, that's not where I want to go. <laughs> Get back over there. You're you <laughs> hiding behind me? <laughs> um, I'm just going to do what I was doing before, which is guesstimating. Alright, go 30 feet. <laughs> Not your full sixty, or, or well, are you gonna do something? Rude. Mm, no, I'll go sixty. Okay. That didn't even hurt. She 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 looks a little worried that you seem to be still charging after her, even though she threw a fireball at you. Uh, Jacques, it is your turn. I'm gonna move 30 feet and then use my action to dash. Do you want to go left, Jacques, so you're not caught in a fireball or no? Oh, yeah. Maybe. Oh, uh, <clears throat> go right here. Oh. I don't know. Like, hold on. Question Is this like. Is this like. Uh, is this difficult terrain with a long. Or is this like regular? Nope, it's just an open field. That this this building thing isn't here. This was the best map that I could find for like a gate. <laughs> uh, I'm I like gonna. It. Uh, I don't even know what that. I don't even know what that thing is. Like I I spent probably five minutes trying to figure it out, but I cannot tell. What the building? It's it's um the the one is like a. Uh, thing that you put like your hands and head in, and then the other two are like cages. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's for I criminals. See that. I, apparently. Oh. All right. Anyway. Stocks. Is that the word for the thing? Yeah, stocks. Yeah. It's a stock and then two cages. Yeah. Anyway. All right. Uh, bonus action, Jocker. Is that it? Uh, no bonus action. Okay. Um. At this point, you see uh, three individuals follow Berdala out of the carriage. Oh, um, I need to look at something here. 
Yep. Uh, they rolled much higher than she did on their passive perception. So as they get out and take a look about of the surroundings, all three of them immediately see you, Liberté. That sucks. I should have. I forgot that I had invisibility. Otherwise, I would have cast that instead of trying to hide. But they all I rush forgot. up to you. And each one has three attacks. No! Alright, so let's do this here. Uh, each one of these is plus six. This is the first one. Uh, so that is an 11, a 20, and a 24. Um, let's see. My AC is normally 16. Um, so since they're going to get a lot of attacks, I would shield on the second one. The 11. Okay. Then. All right. So what's your new AC? 21. Okay. So, so far only one of them is hit. I'm just going to roll them all at once and then just do the damage for however many hit. Here's the second set of three. Uh, only one of them hits. Uh, but a 19 is a critical. So we have two hit with one critical. And the last set. Uh, well, so three hit, two, uh, one of them is a crit. Okay. So essentially this is 4d8 plus 9. Uh, that is 27 points of slashing damage to you, Liberté, as they run up to you and with longswords begin hacking into you. Okay. The one on the front of the carriage will hop down using 15 feet of his movement. And then dash just short of you, Vesper. Alexander. Yes. It is your turn. Uh, not a lot. You guys all see Liberté dart around behind these rocks, then see three individuals get out of the carriage and immediately head to where Liberté was. I will move up to here, so next to Vespa, well, close enough. Uh, and then I will use my bonus action to get my sword back, so sorry, I want to use the dash action. So I don't think I have anything else I can do. Unless I was to inspirational someone but i don't think i want to do that i think you gotta earn it honestly it's also a bonus action to summon the sword yeah so, so. the bonus action was for the sword and then the yeah so that's everything i can do okay that brings us to taz okay uh i'm gonna move up 30 feet and i'm going to blast Verdala. At the same time, saying it doesn't have to be like this. Surrender now. Uh, 16 and a 22. God damn, uh, damage rolls. Uh, she will shield the first one, but has to take the second. So that is six points of force damage. 
Alright, uh, bonus action, Taz? Uh, let me see, hold on. Uh, how far away is she? Uh, she's still a little too far. Wait, did I move the full 30? Yep, I did. Uh, no, one more square, but it's still out of range. Uh, that's all I can do right now. Okay, that brings us back to Liberty. There are three guys on you. Yep. <clears throat> you are not looking good, my friend. Yeah, I guess I'm just going to disengage. Um, I will disengage, and then I can move 60 feet. Away. And then I'll use my bonus action to drink a healing potion. Okay, go ahead and roll that. Six. Okay, Liberté is looking a little better. That brings us to Birdala's turn. What's she gonna do? What's the range on this? Uh, um, okay. Birdala. Wait, let me double check the range of this again. Uh, nope, that's not what I want. That's what I want. Yep, 60. Okay. Uh, Birdala begins to whip her wand through the air. And it comes down pointing at... You, Alexander, I need you to make a charisma save. Uh, yep. He does get Vesper's aura bonus. So what's your charisma mod, Vesper? Plus four. So he adds four to that roll. Oh, 23. That easily beats her DC. So he's, he's on the phone, but Al um, Alexander feels his form start to kind of be sucked into an extra planar dimension, but he's able to resist it. Ooh, bitch. And then she is going to get over here. She can get over here. Five, 10, 15, 20, she can go one more right there. That brings us to Vesper. Is Berdala running away, or is she still facing us? She's still facing you. It looks like she wanted to potentially try to get away from Taz, but even with what she moved, it might not have given okay. her the cover she was hoping. Right, okay. I'm going to try and make eye contact with her. Okay. And as a bonus action... I'm going to channel divinity emissary of peace. Okay, what does that do? Let me see if it will show you. Uh, I get a plus five bonus to charisma persuasion checks for the next ten minutes. Okay. Okay. I'm going to call out. Call off your guards. Do not waste any more lives. Please just hear us out. 
Okay. Um, make a persuasion check as your. Um, I'll let you do this as your bonus action. Okay. Or no, wait. Oh, wait, 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 wait. It is a bonus action to do that. Never mind. Yeah. So, so if you, if you wanted to use your action to make the persuasion check, I'll I'll let you do that. Yeah, I'll do that. Okay. I don't have a lot left with me, so sixteen plus five. Twenty-one. Okay. I. I am um, returning. Hello, welcome back. That brings us to Jacques. Uh, I say Liberté, and I'm gonna have to. I'm just gonna. Uh, I'm gonna run towards him. <laughs> uh, Thirty, and then I'm gonna have to action dash. Oh, I can't do anything right now. I'm entering here. Okay, uh, that brings us to the guards' turns. Um, this one is going to close the gap on you, Vesper. Take uh, unfor it. Unfortunately for the other ones, their target ran away. <laughs> um, so they are going to have to dash to get up to anything. That one can get to you, Vesper. Oh, that shit. one... Can can only get to there, and that's with the dash action. Darn dwarves, and that one can only get to there. Uh, so we have uh, three attacks on Vesper. That is all this turn. Ooh, that is a twenty, a twenty-two, and a crit on a nineteen. Barely a slap, <sighs> right? Yeah, no. <laughs> well, so all all of those hit. Uh, Forty-eight plus nine. Ooh. Thirty points of damage to you, Vesper. As oh, this one in front of you, who was driving the carriage, just jumps off. Not her Majesty, and slices through you three times. Okay. <laughs> Brings us to Alexander. Oh, I've been looking forward to testing this. Uh, I'm gonna come around on the other side of the one that just attacked Vespa. And I'm going to... Yeah, well, let's just attack it. So... Uh, advantage as well because of the flank. So, let's go. <laughs> Holy crap, that was a bad roll. A 10 uh, and a 9. Uh, yeah, that was just a little terrible. Uh, hold up. Uh, he's in 30 feet. I'm going to use my last channel of the Vili. Word God's Blessing, plus 10. Appreciate it. Oh, alright, that does hit. So you come down with the sword, Alexander. <laughs> The, the burst of force, just an ethereal um, moving amount of energy, just almost like fire, and you just whoosh right through the back. You don't even feel resistance for 11 force damage. Sweet. Uh, I also get the extra d4 uh, because yes, of you the do. card. Yes, you do. Two. And then I'm also going to use a defensive flourish. That's so another d8. So let's just throw a whole bunch of dice at this lady. 
Oh, that's Ooh, an eight. Nine. So we add eight to my AC as well. Um, and then I'm going to do my second attack. If that will work. I don't know if it did. Hopefully it does. I'm just going to click it again and see if that does anything. <laughs> I think it did it twice. We'll take the first 25 to hit. Yeah, that hits. Okay, and that is only five, five damage? Yeah. That's garbage. Yeah, uh, you rolled a natural plus one. D4. Yeah. Okay, that makes up for it. So nine damage. Okay. Um, as you strike through this dwarf the second time, Alexander, you feel an absolute elation. And that knot that you felt in the back of your head pulses. Do you go for the pulse or do you ignore it? don't know what the difference would be I'll like you, you 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 slashed through it and you got a, a wave of pleasure that went through your entire body and that little knot that you have to press in the back of your head to summon the blade mm -hmm. it it almost like um it, it's urging to be pressed oh uh, yeah we'll get into it why not okay mentally <laughs> you just bear down on this knot in your head and as the sword strikes through a second time, the blade, which is like an ethereal grayish white suddenly goes pitch black. And as it strikes through, you see the actual body around her start to drain. Her skin turns grayish, almost into ash. Her veins go black. Roll 3d10 for me, please. Oh, what? Okay. That was pretty garbage. Eight it damage pretty garbage. <laughs> uh, but she did take an additional eight points of necrotic damage. And you can use that feature once per long rest. Oh, not bad. Actually, let, let me double check that just to make sure I'm telling you that correctly. Yeah, if you don't give in to yes. a potentially cursed weapon, why not? Why would you even? Take yes, it? No. once, <laughs> once per long rest. So she took an additional eight points. Sweet. So that That's one is looking bomb. very hurt from all the damage that you just did. Damn. Uh, I think that's it. Yeah, that's it for my turn. I got nothing else I can do. I do have twenty-four AC though going into the next turn. So. Yeah, that one. That one is. Whew, hurting bad. Uh, Taz. Okay, I'm gonna move to here. That's my full movement. I'm going to say to Berdala, it didn't have to be like this. And I'm gonna cast... She can see me uh, waving my wand and I cast Hex on her. Um, okay. uh, ba -ba 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 Charisma. And then I'm going to cast Eldritch Blast on her. Okay. 21 for 16 damage. Uh, that hits. And... 28 for Ooh. another 11 damage. <laughs> 27 in one round. Ouch. She's, she's looking hurt now. 
You not, can not stand down. He's, she's taking a chunk. You you throw your Eldritch Blast forward. One gets her in the shoulder. One gets her in the knee. She's just looking angry. That uh, that disadvantage on charisma checks came uh, a couple of uh, turns too late as she rolled a nat 20 against Vesper's charisma. Oh, you... I knew it. It's okay. <laughs> I'm fine. Liberté. <laughs> you tried, Vesper. It was it was a really good idea. It was a really, really good idea. Liberté. Uh, I'm going to start out with a um, twin firebolt on the two guys that are on Vesper. Um, okay. The first one's going to be the one that's closer to me, the second one on the guy that's farther away. Um, yeah, I'd, so you, I would say, I would say you'd be able to move... I'd, be, I'd say you'd be able to move to get into position to hit. That's fine. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna move this turn. So, yeah, both of those or that first one hits. Uh, the second second one does not. It was garbage okay. damage anyway. Um, yeah. So the cl- the first one was at the closer one, correct? Yeah, the closer one that's that's on Vesper. Okay. Um, <clears throat> and then I will use my bonus action to drink. I guess that's my last potion of healing. Seven more. Yeah, you're rolling pretty good on those. Um, and then what I want to do? Yeah, I don't really want to make it easier to fireball everybody again. So let me just see. <laughs> I gotta move further away than I wanted. Crap. And get to there. I can. Exactly 60 feet. I'm gonna go way over here. <laughs> okay. Uh, that brings us to Berdala's turn. She looks up at you, Vesper. Kind of through. Uh, Alexander and also her own protector. I'm sorry, dearie, but my story does not end here today. <clears throat> she throws her hand forward. Uh, Alexander, I need you to make a wisdom saving throw. You do get Vesper's aura bonus of plus four. Shit. Dimension door. Oh, no. Uh, Twelve. It was with advantage by accident. Oh. I can give you my inspiration. Okay. Yep. You. Yep. You have the party inspiration. So if you want to make it again, a, well, I did roll twice already, but I guess it's kind of cheap if you do it that way. So. Uh, no, I'm. I'm okay. I'll. I'll give that to you. That's fine. That's fair. Um, plus four plus for four, best. So Twenty. Twenty. Okay. Um, Alexander, you feel this presence come over your mind, and for a second there, you you start to think that. Why am I with these guys? Purple tiefling across the way is the real evil one. But you were able to shrug it off. That was dominate person. It's a good I thing that, that you resisted that. Anyway. That was real, real bad. Whew. Uh, and she, she is uh, 
Yeah. I can't move her off, off the map. She's going to move there, so she's like uh, like five more feet back. Uh, that does bring us to you, Vesper. Oh, Lord. Well, tried, and I'm going to hit this one in front of me. Yep, the one in front of you looks very hurt. And keep in mind that you do have an additional second level spell slot now, should you wish to use it. Yep. But I don't. <laughs> you, you you have the pearl. Taz gave you the pearl. Oh, yeah, I know, I know, but I don't. She doesn't want to use it. I don't want to oh. use it currently. Understood. <laughs> Under Even though she desperately needs healing. I, it, it won't do much. Go, go ahead and uh, uh, 22... Oh, no, advantage because of Alexander. Yes, that hits. You strike across uh, her front, Vesper, just right through the throat. She falls. All right. Then I'll just swirl around and hit the other one with my second attack. Yep, not go for advantage. it. This one, yep, not at advantage. 23. Oh, yeah, that hits. You are rolling really well on damage right now. I'm about to go out, so... Um... <laughs> Anything as a bonus action to try to heal yourself or anything? Uh, I don't have anything. I do not have any healing potions. So... Okay. <laughs> that, that's it. Well, the good news is, is you got one of them down. That brings us to Jacques. Uh, I've been playing, uh, been running back and forth. Man, oh, I'm gonna run towards uh, Vesper. And I'm gonna cast Cure Wounds, my last third level. And I'm gonna say, uh, Lord of the Wind, I beseech you. Grant her the strength to keep fighting. Care uh, one's level three. Other. Eighteen. Nice. Best nice. you get eighteen points back. I'll flash him a quick smile. And I don't know if this is going to take my action or not, but. Oh no, it's fine. I was, I was gonna try and intimidate them, but I think they might require action to do that. Yeah, that would probably be an action. I'll end my turn here. Okay, that brings us to the guards' turns. Uh, this one's gonna run up to you, Alexander. This one's gonna run up to Jacques. Three attacks on everybody, except Taz and Liberté, the three spellcasters. I've taken, uh, I've taken all my my quota of attacks for the day. <laughs> just uh, just quickly, uh, yeah, I have uh, a feature counter charm. So if someone was to try and use a charm on me or one of my allies, they would get advantage on that, which I believe is dominate person as well. Uh, do dominate person is a charm effect. I don't I don't remember what counter charm does offhand. Let's let's read it here. Uh, Oh no! As an action, you can. Start oh no! It, it's an active spell. Yeah. No, never mind. Don't worry. I thought it was a passive. That's fine. Don't worry about it. Okay. All right. I was like, take your inspiration back if that's the case. Yeah. 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 Okay. Um. 
Uh, ba -ba 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 -ba. Okay. Uh, so the first three are at Alexander. That is a 24, a 19, and a 14. Ah, uh, just hits. Yep, one of them just hits you, so you only 1d8. Plus 3. Ooh, max. That is Oof. 11 points of slashing damage. That's but nice. because of your defensive stance and posture, you are able to deflect away with your new uh, force blade the other attacks. Nice. Here are the three at Vesper. Ooh, I was almost an 18. Uh, 14, 21, and 10. Uh, only the 21. Yep. Here is the D8. Six points of slashing damage. And three attacks at Jacques. Ooh, only one of them, I think, hits 19. Yes. All right. All of you only get hit once as all three of them come up and start slashing into you. Thank you, Bahamut. <laughs> you guys are doing a good job of defending. Uh, seven points of slashing to you, Jacques. All right. That does bring us to Alexander. Okay. Um... Has this one been damaged at all? Or? Um, the one in front of you, Alexander, um, has been slightly damaged. The one in front of Vesper is the most hurt out of the three. Yeah. I think if I move up here, I'm still in combat range, uh, but I'll, I'll attack this one and try and finish okay. her off. All right, go ahead and make both of your strikes. So, not with advantage this time. If you move up this by one. <laughs> I know, but then I'm just going to get hit. So that's 16 you, to hit? You, you, no, if, if you moved there, you would not take an attack of opportunity. Move where, sorry? Oh, all right, because, yeah, Jacques is there. Okay, well then I'll do that, I guess. That makes, uh, go, makes sense. Go, go ahead and roll again. So it's cool. sat on the natural 20. I know, I didn't. saw. 16 still hits. Sweet. Alright, so they take 8 damage. Uh, I'll use another defensive flourish anyway, just because I got 5 to spare, so we might as well. Okay. So D8 and D4 for the other effect, so plus 5 to the AC, and so that is 16 damage on that one hit. Yep. Yep. Uh, the, the one in the, the um, defender in the middle is now starting to look very ragged. She's got kind of uh, burn marks and slashes. Blood is kind of dribbling down her arms and legs. She's very hurt. All right. And then I will do my next attack. Much better numbers. <laughs> 24. Minimum yeah. damage, though. Uh, go ahead and roll your d4. Seven. Barely, She's got one HP, doesn't she? Barely hanging on. <laughs> Don't just hate that. <laughs> she yeah. almost goes unconscious, but <sighs> regains her composure. Still up. Taz. So he was hitting the one that he and Jacques were flanking. Middle one. All right. 
Uh, I also have uh, 21 AC for the next round. Just okay. so we all know. All right. If you're aiming, if you're aiming for that one, Taz, it's going to have half cover. No, no, no. Doing in the other dwarf. Doing something else. So I'm casting okay. Hexblade's Curse on that one as a bonus action. Okay. All right. And then I will cast uh, Eldritch Blast at Berdala again. All right. 27 for 20 damage. And, That's uh, almost max. Natural one. Uh, okay, go ahead and uh, roll again. Oh, no. was <laughs> looking really hurt, by the way. 12. Okay. Uh, Jacques, you feel a <laughs> bolt go right behind your head and it cuts off some of your hair. Oh, so did it hit that one in front of him? Wait, are, are you Yosemite Sam? This way. <laughs> this way. What? I look at Taz like, what, like what the fuck? Sorry. Yeah. Uh, stop shooting your teammates. It's been a sorry. while. Still. Sorry. Stop. Sorry. You 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 hit Bradala with your first one, but as you go to re-in, you step in um, a little bit a small sinkhole, and your aim just goes completely wild. Uh, are you gonna move? Hmm. She's moving too, right? She's running away. No, she didn't. Uh, she she she, uh, she doesn't have that much movement. Like dwarves yeah. only have a speed of twenty five. She's five I... feet off the map. Oh, yeah, but I have a range of two hundred and forty feet with Eldritch Blast. So I am going to. You know, I'll just move up another, like. Uh, and I just say to her, it didn't have to be like this. Brings us to Liberté. Okay, Josh, feel free to DM me the answer to this if you think it's necessary. But based on my vision, do I think that it's acceptable that I kill her? You were shown nothing of Berdala. She... Like, I understand like, that, but the message was forgiveness. But she knows something because she exclaimed it, something about it shouldn't have been this hard and ran away. I will leave this up to your interpretation, Joe. Yes. Okay. Fine. Um... I have my interpretation, that's why I asked. <laughs> um, let's see, so she is how far away from me? She's technically right there. Correct. So I want to be... I'm cool with that as my location. And that's exactly 60 feet. The distances are working out the way I want tonight. Um, the one north of Vesper, the guy north of Vesper, yes. I, I can just shoot him, right? Yes. Okay, firebolt. God damn it. 12 misses. 12 damage, it was gonna be 21! <laughs> damn it! 
<laughs> oh my god. Oh, this is not my fight. Okay, um... Do I have a bonus action? Hey, you didn't roll a natural one on Berdala. Yeah. I don't know what I've done other than snuck up and then gotten destroyed. Ugh, that's my turn. Okay. That does bring us to her turn. Oh, what is she gonna do here? Nothing. Take a nap. She's paralyzed with indecision. Same. Yep, I need Jacques, Vesper, and Liberté to all make dexterity saves, please. Another fireball? Ooh, maybe. As another bolt of red energy fires into the center. Actually, no, she can get Taz, too. Um, everybody but Alexander, please yes, make a dexterity. I mean, oh no. <laughs> uh, Jacques, you do get Vesper's bonus of plus four. Okay. 15 plus 17 Ooh, 10 I got an 8 we all failed 17 does uh, it hit 17. any of her minions uh, it does not you are all just enough to where she can get all of you but not her minions well except excluding Alexander Ooh, she rolled so well uh, this is a ninth level fire or I'm sorry Ninth level. Oh, a ninth? Fourth, what? A fourth level fireball. Because <laughs> oh. <laughs> it was nine. It was ninety-six. That's why I had nine in the brain. Fourth level uh -huh. fireball. Um, let's see. Vesper fail. Taz fail. Jacques seventeen succeeds. Liberté. Okay, uh, yes? I want to use my reaction shield master to negate the damage. I mean, no, just to. Negate all the damage. For himself. Uh, for myself. Shoemaster. Uses up my reaction. If I, if I make a deck save to take only half yep. damage, I can use my reaction to take no damage. Yep, that is correct. Uh, wait. Oh, wait, you didn't save, though. Yeah, he did. She did. I did. Be, be, because of Vesper's bonus, her, her plus four bonus. Oh, oh, cool. 17 is the DC. He just met it to take no damage. So, Master, baby. Uh, Taz failed. Okay. A large <laughs> burst of red energy detonates all around you. Vesper, you take, let me see, what is this? 20 points of fire damage. Oh, really? That is halved. I'm still Jacques, up. Jacques, you oh, take shit. zero. Liberté, you take 20 points of fire damage. You are down. So Taz, wait, what, what, was the, what was the damage roll? It was 40? 41. Uh, as, can I get a reaction? <laughs> Uh, yes, you can. I'll just look at her and my eyes are burning and I'm going to point my finger and I'm going to cast Hellish Rebuke. 
Okay. What's what's the range on that? That's a good point. Ah. No, is this hellish rebuke or your channel divinity? Uh, Taz, it's a hellish rebuke. Okay, Taz, you did take forty-one points of fire damage, by the way, so you are also down. Yep. So. I did not roll below a three on that ninety-six. Sixty feet. Oh. Sixty feet. How far oh. away is she? Ah, damn it! Uh. <laughs> What's your what's your channel divinity's range? It's like thirty feet. Yeah, I think it's thirty. It's even shorter. Yeah, but it's powerful. That's why. Yeah, incredibly. So I can't do that. Damn. <laughs> Just outside of range. Sorry, Vesper, but. Um, she does move another 25 feet back, so she is now 6 feet off the map. Mm. Well, she was actually one back anyway, Vesper, so you wouldn't have been able to hit her anyway, because she was back here, back one. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So she is now 95 feet from you, Vesper. And it is your turn. (laughs) Ain't that great. Uh... (laughs) The one, the one directly to the north of you looks incredibly hurt. Like, she's barely standing. Like, she has one HP, and I just missed the KO. <laughs> um, take, her out. <laughs> take her out. I'll take her out. I'll take her out. <laughs> like. Level three, Divine Spite. <laughs> no. 17. 17 hits. With that, you slash across your legs. Just stick her in the front with your sword. That one falls. So, Josh, I now get 11 temporary hit points. Because that one was cursed. And that is not a concentration. Um, Okay, let me me reread it. Which, which ability is this? Hexblade's Curse. Against the cursed target, you gain plus three bonus to damage, score a critical hit on a roll of 19 or curse, 20, and you regain yeah, yeah. 11 hit points if it dies. Yeah, I'm just checking to make sure it doesn't say that oh. you have to kill them specifically. Yeah, but Vesper attacked it, so it's probably non-lethal. So it didn't die. If the cursed target <laughs> dies, uh, yeah. I'm going to say that checks out. Uh, you you uh, regain, what What did I say? Or what did you say, 11? 11. Taz, you immediately come back to consciousness. <gasps> Your life re- uh, reinvigorated with the essence of the very guardian of Berdala that was just slain. And it is a specter now. You have to slay it, slay it for the specter. Is it? Mm-hmm. Okay. But he never kills anything. Oh, you're right. When you slay a humanoid. Yep. Sorry. That's, okay. Then that's then. why I that's why I asked if you were okay. going to attack it with Eldritch Blast. Yep. <laughs> I thought I might have time, but at least it did something. So you are back up. Um, Vesper, you still have your second attack. I will hit this bitch. 
Yeah. The the two <laughs> that are left look about the same. They don't look very hurt. So go ahead and make your attack. That's fine. 17 plus... Uh, yeah, that hits. Yep. <laughs> uh, you're going to stay there. Yep. Yeah. Okay. That brings us to Jacques. Uh, bonus action. I will cast, cast Healing Word on Liberté. Okay. Uh, let the winds of Bahamut invigorate you. Alright. You, How many spell slots do you have left? You can't have many, Jacques. No, I don't. I, I, the only things I have left is level 1s, and I only have 2 left now. Okay. So go ahead and roll your healing. Yep. Oh god, this is the... That's a good thing I, I did. I decided not to multi-class for any reason whatsoever. <laughs> Do I lose my spell slots? Five. All right, Liberté, you come back to consciousness. Five healing. And then I'll use my action and I'm gonna swing at this bitch. All right, go for it. Uh huh. And I use my. You want to move around her to get flanking? Yep. Uh, you're you're in the military. You would right know here. that. Yeah, but I don't know that <laughs> sometimes. Um, oh shoot, what is it? Long hand. Oh, I gotta roll again with advantage. With advantage. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, I forgot to toggle it. Yeah, hit. that hits. Yep, eleven points of slashing damage. All right, you're starting to lay into that one. Oh, Emma turn. Okay, uh, that brings us to the guards. Um, we are going to get three, well, we're going to get one attack on Vesper until she goes down. And then uh, we're going to start on Alexander. So let's just do this one at a time here. Uh, here's the first one at Vesper. Natural one. <laughs> that misses. Second one on Vesper. That hits. Uh, yeah. 24. All right, Vesper, you are slashed through four just because I have to. Seven <laughs> points of slashing damage. Vesper goes down. No, she's fine. Yikes. It's the slap. All right, so we have uh, one more attack at Jacques mm -hmm. from the one on the right. Natural two. Thank God. All right, here's the first one at Alexander. Oh, 24. Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> uh, second one, 20. I. Nope. I was going to say, isn't your AC 21 right now? It is. Yeah, that's fine. All like, right. Come on. Yeah, you, your defensive <laughs> stance, you, you're able to dodge out of the way. Last one, 18. Yeah. Let's go. Only one of them hits Only you. multiples of two. Let's go. Um, <laughs> All right. Uh, you take kill me. Oh, four points of slashing damage, Alexander. Suck it. Oh. And now yeah. it is your turn. Woo. Um, first off, I think I'll use the bonus action to use my last level one spell. That is healing word. Uh, 
uh, we will use that on Vespa. I just gave myself 10 spell slots for some reason. Here we go. It's now on none. Uh, so Vespa, you are the healed uh, with this spell that I have that I'm clicking right now. Hopefully. For nine, 9 HP. Nice. Vesper, you come back. <sighs> nine. That's almost as much as you just took. Oh. And... I can't cheese advantage out of this one. Uh, I'm gonna come up and I'll, I'll, I'll attack this one in return. I mean, you could step on my body. It's fine. What? Hmm. Ooh. We're no, friends. I didn't know that's how Vesper it's felt fun. about him. So, well, good to know, but um, no. <laughs> Mostly just because I'm gonna get attacked by this one if I leave. Nothing personal, kid. Um, so, normal and... Attack. Garbage. Ooh, 13 to that, hit. Let's go for the next one. Natural 20. Uh, so I'm naturally going to throw a um, a flourish into this one. Okay. Uh, so a D4. Does D4 Which double I'll, as well? Yep. Go ahead and roll again. Oh my god, I got max damage on that too. So, so go ahead and roll another D4 and then 2D8. This is going to be deadly... What? what? Oh my god. What? Holy shit. Did I, did I want 11, 15, 19, 19 plus 16. 35. That's a lot of damage. Five. Holy crap. You stick her almost through the heart with, with the shield. She's just able to deflect it off to go like into the rib cage, but that does a ton of damage to her. Do I get 11 to my AC now, or just the first number? I think it's we've been through number. this before. Yeah, oh, yeah it's always just the second first one. <laughs> no, just four. Okay. Well, but that is a okay. ton of damage. Both of them are much worse off than they were last last round. Uh, right. that I got a 20 AC for next time. Taz. Okay, so can you turn me upright? I can. Yeah, and that Absolutely. uses half your movement. Yep. And so she's 30 feet off the map. She's 85 feet. So that's still in plenty of range for multiple yep. rounds. That's why I'm not. Yep. That's why multiple I wasn't worried rounds. about it. So <laughs> I'm pissed. Ugh. But obviously that dizzy. Misses. I rolled a 12. Yep. Coming back to consciousness, you're still a little woozy. You have to let the colors kind of go into place. Your first yep. one misses. Second one hits her square in the chest. <gasps> 20 damage. She is coughing, wheezing. Blood is being spewed from her mouth and several other areas from the cuts and bruises on her body. She looks terrible. Bonus action, Taz. Uh, yes, is a oh no. Um, okay. Wait, wait. Oh, so the hex is gone. And she, oh, actually, uh, yeah, that, that's true. That 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 necrotic damage wouldn't have happened. Yep. Well, oh yeah, because I was down. I can't make a save. Oh wait, that uh, or do I? No. If you go unconscious, concentration spells fade. 
So that brings us to Liberté. And the Hexblade's curse is gone because the victim is dead. Yep. Shit. So I guess it takes me... I guess it takes me 30 feet to get up, right? Half half my movement? Yeah. Technically, yes. <sighs> okay. Um, of the two dwarves everybody else is fighting... Um, which one looks the worst? The one opposite Alexander. The one opposite Alexander, okay. Uh, I'll get up and firebolt that one. Okay, go ahead and make your shot. Oh, 26 for 10 damage. Okay, you hit it square in the back. <laughs> also breathing deeply, barely standing. Um, and then I can move 30 feet. I want to be 65 feet away from her, I think. Let me just see if, if that's, but that, that would be the most I can move. So she's, she's six squares off. So one, two, three, four. Five, six. That's 60 feet. So I want to be one square back from, from where I ended up, so I want to be there. Right. That's fine. <clears throat> that brings us to her turn. And she's used basically all her high-level spells. Yep. You see her wave her hands in front of herself and she starts to dart away from you at an extraordinary speed. She is, uh, if you were 65 away, Liberté, she's now 115 away from you. Okay. And she's always within your range, Taz. <laughs> Um, Vesper. Yes. It is your turn. <sighs> you get off the mat. Oh. I will hit. You have advantage with Jacques. Yep, yep. Uh, 21. That hits. Second attack. Nice 10 damage. Silence. Oh, oh did someone drop? Uh, I dropped from it, but it's good now. Okay. All right. Uh, go ahead and make your second attack. Second attack. 24. Also hits. Another nine. Woo. But all three of the individuals that are standing look like they are barely standing. Well, what's the plan? That brings us to Jacques. I will action attack. Oh, advantage. One ten of so. Wow. 
both nines. Okay. Uh, <laughs> bonus action. Uh, my war priest. I'll go attack again. One-handed. Longsword. Twenty-five to hit. Seven damage. Josh, you did or something? He is. Apparently, I am muted. I don't know why I was muted. Don't. I don't know how long I've been muted. Um, but yeah, uh, seven damage. Still up, barely. Oh my god, bitch! All right. <clears throat> uh, and my turn there. Okay, brings us to their turns. Um, they're gonna start with Vesper <laughs> again. <laughs> And work their way around. <laughs> yep. First one. 23. <laughs> yeah. Of course, the first one hits you. Four. Minimum damage. Four. Okay, it's a lot. Second one. 19 to hit. Yeah. Wait, you got the plus one breastplate? Did you adjust your armor class? It's the same. It didn't change it. It just it just gave her regular on stealth. Uh, that is another seven. Okay. Vesper goes down again. <laughs> it only has one attack left again for Jacques. Which is a ten. Of course. They're missing Jacques blading Vesper. I think this is a uh, fate, you know. I, I apparently, um, first one at you, Alexander. AC of twenty is a. Oh 22. come on! <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay, man. I'm sorry to be taking so much enjoyment in this. Um, no, no you minimum take again. You need. Four points of slashing. Still, I'll take Se enjoyment when I take it back. Second oh, one, <laughs> fifteen to hit misses. That's a no. Last one. 24. Ah. <laughs> yeah. Four. Ah. Nine points of flashing. It's perfect. Are it's you down? Magic number. Yeah, I had nine Al HP. Alexander goes <laughs> down. <laughs> Jesus. They, they are just, man, guys. Everyone is so close <laughs> to the edge except Shock. I'm, I'm like, all these numbers just have to go not high, and then I live this attack, and then it just... Yep. <laughs> Man. Alright. Uh, that brings us to your turn, Alexander. Please whisper me a death save. Sure. I remember how to do that. Um, yeah. Okay, that brings us... That brings us to Taz. You see two of your party members cut down with Berdala far in the distance. And I am not a healer. <laughs> um, so I'm going to shoot Berdala. Okay. 20 for 20. Uh, oh, sorry. It's just eight. eight damage, right? And then... Paz, with your Eldritch Blast fired off into her, what is your finishing touch? 
Oh. I told you it didn't have to be like this! And then I shoot the one that Alexander is fighting with my second blast. Okay. You fire off your Eldritch Blast into Bradala. It hits her square in the throat. <laughs> Just destroys all of her uh, breathing mechanisms and her body <laughs> falls to the ground. Rage filling your body, Taz. You conjure your second bolt, turn to the one opposite Alexander and blast it straight in the back of the neck. <laughs> you hear its neck snap and fall. Didn't Charles teach you not to play with your food? I'm dead. You say to Alexander's unconscious body. <laughs> yep. That brings us to Liberté. <laughs> okay. So anyway, you're going to get a word in, isn't it? <laughs> he can't talk back. True. <laughs> um, no, no coup d'etat now. Not yet. So, Josh, Josh, my understanding of my question mark, healing potion question mark was that it was going to be a con save to avoid getting poisoned. Right? Uh, yes. So, I can I can give that to Vesper without worrying about killing her, right? You have the idea that if you put poison into an unconscious person's body, it probably will not it probably will not react well. Please kill me. <laughs> 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 Free me from this mortal coil. There is still one of them still up, Liberté, who is just I know, I know. Um, I'm not flanking if I'm to the south of him. I have to stand on top of Vesper. Correct. Point of order? Point of order? So uh -huh. we took yes. Gothrak's healing potion that was on him, but which yes. one of us actually took it? You, I mean, took, you everything took everything else, Taz, so I'm saying oh. you either have it on you or it's in the bag of holding. Okay. Alright. Okay. Um, I am going to try to dagger this guy. Alright, you have advantage. That's that's why I'm doing it. Um, that way I'll have advantage because I just need to hit him. Uh, okay, dagger. 25 for 7 damage. All of you see Liberté look around. Berdal is down. The others are down. He fumbles through his robes for just a minute. Pulls out a dagger. Ah! Goes screaming and stabbing into an opposite Jacques. And you do get a major artery. Pull your dagger. And her life's essence fades. <laughs> All of them are down. Vesper, please roll me a death save. Whisper I... to me. So, all of our teammates would remember, but because we play together so infrequently, the players wouldn't know. I do have a healer's kit that I can auto-stabilize people. Everyone would know that I have that. Okay. Yeah, but like... Live life on the edge. She's probably got the con to take the poison. <laughs> if she lives this way, she was meant to. Don't do it with me. I don't have con. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm giving you the I'm giving you the healing potion that I have. Okay. I'll give uh, her uh, cure wounds. Vesper. There we go. I mean, okay, Vesper, you <gasps> come back to consciousness. 
Uh, Alexander, please roll me another death save. Please don't roll a natural one. But it's gonna be bad. Paz, what what are you doing? Feeding Alexander, reaching into the bag of holding, and then feeding Alexander the healing potion. You pull out the healing potion, pour it into Alexander's mouth. No effect. Um. Um, try casting. Uh, I don't. I was supposed to see if this works. Try casting Spirit of Day. You try it, Jacques. There is no effect. Uh, fuck. Okay. Um. You have one more set of Revivify Diamonds. But he doesn't have the spell slot. I don't have the spell slot for it, Jacques. I I have one more blue potion. You, you have a 50-50 shot at a level 3 spell. Alright then. Give me... Okay. This guy's... Well, f first, so first you have to pass the con save, and uh -huh. then after that you roll a d4 to figure out how many slots worth of spells that you get. Mm -hmm. So you'd need a 3 or a 4. Alright. Is there anything we can do to make him succeed knowing that we ha basically have a minute here? Um, I don't think I so. The only thing that could help is just the Vesper's uh, aura right now. So her concept? The concept? Yeah. yeah. Her, her aura would give you a plus four on your constitution. I can cast Bless. Would that help? Oh, that's only for attack and saving throws. Uh, the saving throw would help on when you when you drink the potion because it's a con save. Oh, let me look up blue potion. Um, yeah, it's DC fourteen con save. You okay, either right. get spell slots or you're poisoned until your next long rest. Alright, so are you casting bless right now? Or? Yeah, I'll cast bless. Then I'll make my roll. Okay. Go ahead and make a con save. You add a d4 and plus four for Vester's bonus. You have advantage. Okay. Oh, yeah. Uh, net 20. <gasps> oh! You didn't even need it. So net okay. 20 gives him advantage on the d4 roll, right? I don't know. I don't know. You know what? I'll say yes. Go ahead and go, go ahead and roll 2d4, Jacques. All right. Uh, okay. Hold on. Let me. Uh, just gotta break it. Two D four. Wait. What? Because of the net. Because of the net twenty, Jacques. Mm -hmm. I I I will say that your body. Um, I don't. Wait. Why did he roll two D four twice? It, it was, was a double just, click. Oh, it's just based on the four now, right? I don't no, know. no, no. Be oh be. Because because it was a natural twenty, and the bless and everything else that's going into this, I will say that you gather back a total of five levels of spells. All right. So that is one third and one second, one third. You know, however you want to split that up. One third and one second. All right. <clears throat> and the crystal. I don't have the. I don't have the. 
Who has a diamond? You guys have picked up. Yeah, so yeah, stuff. it's me. So I have it. In, have... Yeah, I have it in the bag of holding. So I'm rustling through there quickly, and sifting as I just say diamonds, so that they all come up to the top, and then I hand them all to Jacques. Uh, I grab it quickly and I place it on his chest. And like I'm trying, to, like I'm trying, to, like it's like I'm shoving the diamond into his chest, into his heart, trying to make his heart beat again. I'm going to cast uh, Revivify, and I'll say, Muhammad, Lord of the Wind, grace me with your gift. Aid me, for this man's task may not be done. Alright. Taz, Vesper, and Liberté. Jacques is casting the spell. Is there anything the three of you or Jacques would like to bring to this to try to bring Alexander back? Yeah. Come on, we need you to come back. We have to see Charles again. Okay, Taz, make a persuasion check. Does Oof. does Alexander have the cards? Uh, he does. I'll I'll take him from him. And say you have to pull another one. You have to come back. Come on. Okay, Vesper, make um. Oh man. Make. Just make a make a straight charisma check. Straight charisma. I was not expecting this to happen. Oh, natural twenty. Oh, nice. <laughs> that was whispered to me, but it is a natural twenty. Nice. Okay. Jacques or Liberté. Uh, I'll say that. Yeah, I'll say something. I don't have anything. Uh, I don't have anything, but I'll say like. Like, get up, you, get up, you dead fool! Like, I'll draw, I'll draw a card from your stupid deck. <laughs> okay, uh, Jacques picks up the cards as after you had laid them on his body, Vesper, and draws a card. Uh, go ahead and roll a d twenty, Jacques. Uh huh. And then <laughs> uh, also, uh, just make an intelligence check for me. All right, nine plus my. Yeah, the, the nine is your uh, check for the cards. Sixteen. Okay. I need to check something here. Oh, so wait. Oh. Wait, the nine was the card that he pulled? Right. Yeah. Oh. Well, that's morbid. Diamond shatters and slowly begins to melt into Alexander's chest. Begins to glow, pulsating almost with a heartbeat. Woo, 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 woo. There's a bright flash. The wound on his chest is healed. <gasps> <sighs> Alexander, you come back to consciousness at one hit point. Ooh. Is he... He's gonna be okay, right? 
Yes. <laughs> oh wait, hold up. What, what does a knight do to me? I don't know if I should. <laughs> you you look like Alexander. Do I? You all look around, and suddenly there is an Alexander laying on the ground, breathing heavily. And where Jacques was, Alexander is also standing there. Oh God, this is the biggest fucking. Mercy. <laughs> yeah, that counts bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> You say that, uh, that's what you say. Yeah. <laughs> and I think that is a pretty good place to end the session. <laughs>